Hello, Legionnaires. No, Alright, start over. But no, just run run the video over. Yep, doing that. Doing that. Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 147 of RPG Digest. In segment one, we read through a tabletop RPG to introduce it to you, and oftentimes to ourselves as well. In segment two, we provide higher level overviews and fundamentals, and even the occasional how-to of systems, settings, and game mechanics. I am John Maxley Auschlo, your favorite curmudgeon critic and judge. Along with me as usual is a Legion of Mist pesky scrap robot, Brett Ethan Dog Grissomer. How are you today, sir? I am well, thank you. You nailed it this time. Good job. <laughs> Excellent work. Well, just, no, no, there was no, what are you talking about? There were zero <laughs> issues whatsoever. I didn't clip out anything. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny because I, I, was, I was looking at it and I was like, hello, Leech. Like, yeah. Did I get Bell's palsy all of a sudden? It just went on here. <laughs> Did your wife give you some antifreeze? That's not great. Uh, maybe. <laughs> nope, she's handing me the antifreeze right now. That's so, great. Stream yeah. to serve are the Wounded Warrior Project that we support. Oh, you put ice cubes in here. What is this? <laughs> she just smiled. She's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's to cover up the sweetness of the antifreeze. That's right. right. <laughs> uh, so how was your week? It was, uh, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of stuff happened. I mean, uh, my son had his first week of band camp. Uh, he's playing. He's, no, no, no. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a sleepover band camp. I don't Sorry, have to worry I about, just I couldn't help it. Okay. I don't have to worry about weirdos and flutes. All right, I don't have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> no, but uh, he wanted to try the French horn. I think I told you that. You don't remember, dude? Okay. Seriously, phrasing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, he wanted. He wanted to try the French horn. So. I, I rented him a, a French horn a, a month ago and he was training himself and he went to band camp and uh, the, the instructor let him keep playing it. But <laughs> so Wait. he must not suck that bad, okay. but, uh, it's good. but we'll, we'll know, we'll know for sure tomorrow because for, for the concert, he might want to switch him back to the trumpet. So whatever, it's fine, whatever. And well, I mean, uh, learning well, a musical instrument, especially more than one is a good thing. Uh, yeah. you know, I wish I bet you that if they had all this nonsense in the eighties, they probably would have, you know, drugged me up with some sort of ADD, ADHD or whatever. But I tried learning piano and I lost interest after like my second piano lesson. I technically went for two years of piano. Yeah. Maybe about five of those entire, and that was every week, maybe five of those lessons actually stuck. Like wow. I just had, it was weird, man. Like, uh, like I would go, like I was, man. I wish I could play this. Oh, I can't learn it overnight. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But other than that, no, nothing, nothing really happened yet. It's all good. Cool. That was a boring week for me. Things are going to change a little bit this upcoming week, but uh, didn't get it. Didn't get as much writing done as I'd hoped. But I did get some writing done, and it's becoming frustrating again. Like, I've got to play it. I've got to play it. Oh, wait, I have nobody to play it with, so. Um, other than that, 
trying to think of anything else happened. Went to work. Had a great Friday chill stream. By the way, if anybody's watching right now from the Friday, chill, oh sorry, it's not the Friday chill stream anymore. What's it nope, called? Uh, nope. The the rando RPG stream. There you go. <laughs> uh, had a great time there. Weird topics, kind of dark topics. I don't know if you caught any of it at all, but uh, we talked about see sex with bears, sex robots. What happens if your consciousness goes into a robot and somebody has sex with it? Well, did you approve of that? I'm, I'm not talking the robot transfer. I'm talking the sex part. Um, what I said is, you know, I might personally not like that if it's my consciousness that's in there, but it's still just a hunk of metal robot that's not a life. So, yeah, but what what if what if because this hunk of metal is somehow we don't know how connected to your consciousness it is because your consciousness is in there mm -hmm. what if this right now magical connection which really it would be high tech but same <laughs> thing in this in this scenario now you can feel everything now it gets weird it's it was weird before that <laughs> no no it, it gets real weird now because you're you're, you're basically uh uh, paraplegic who's being taken advantage of. Yeah, well, you know, I, I go back to uh, the Far Verona incident that I don't know if you remember talking about that, or even that old Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Data's a robot. That episode got it wrong. So, uh, it, I'm, I'm pretty black and white about that, and I, I've thought about that ever since that episode. Maybe even before then, maybe there's like a Buck Rogers episode, but he's a robot, and he's a machine. I don't care if you program him with empathy or whatever. Machine. And that's the end of it. So, well, yeah, but in your scenario, your mind was put into so that 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 makes it different just just because of how it, how it came about. Yeah, but still, you know what? You took your mind. This is me. <laughs> After this, hell, even when I'm dead, my corpse probably won't care. Society will, but my corpse will. Yeah, probably not. And for two dollars, craft, he says it's Sunday. Have you tithed today? Yeah, uh, somebody's already made a reaction video to the Friday show. Uh, sorry, the uh, uh, the rando stream. <laughs> it's good we make people feel ways about things. Yeah. Uh, uh, the one that references the old, uh, the old. I don't know. Is there one in the old series that also does that? What? What else? That, that well, uh, the original series, Star Trek, the original series that talks about is an android alive. Um, there was the naked. I, I don't know him by name. I know him by show. Yeah, I think there was one. Hey, Dizzy. But I can't. I can't recall the name either. Uh oh, Dizzy's there here at the be. beginning. She might see her shenanigans now. She's good. I don't know who Dizzy is, but <laughs> oh, she's a uh, part of the Pathfinder Two game. That uh, oh, okay, all right. That uh, when we whenever we get back to that. Oh, oh, speaking of shenanigans, this is, I think, going to be my favorite part of Mutant Mechatron. Really? Yes, because uh, everything else, uh, the the arc and the and the and the uh, the village or whatever you want to call it, for 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 the other two games, it was building them up. They weren't in immediate danger of just self destructing and ending. I mean, there's always a population goes down to zero and you lose. Great, but that doesn't happen in one day. You know, mm -hmm. and th there's ways to, to to slow it down. There's not ways to stop it, really. But there, okay. there, there's ways to slow it down. But with the uh, with the arc, with this, if you screw up, you could just die. Eh. 
You're going to find it closer to Mutant Year Zero. Oh, the man. Arc, the arc. You're going to find it closer to the actual arc from Mutant Year Zero. Because, now, don't, you know, get me, don't get me wrong. The arc you're building up, <laughs> this, you're just trying to stop it from self-destructing, yes. But uh, you'll, you'll see when we get to that. And, and I have to be really careful because there's so many spoilers even in that part of it that I'm going to touch on it more than I did. Or let me phrase it. I'm going to be more umbrella with this less specific than I was with the arc and with Gen Lab Alpha. Okay. Well, my, the, my whole thought process on that was if you got a hole in the arc, you die. If you get a hole in your town wall, you just have a hole in your town wall. You know, if you have a hole in the fence of, of paradise, you just have a hole in the fence, you know, not everyone immediately dies. Well, so the I, hole I in this, not everybody immediately dies either. And we will talk about some of that as okay. well. The degradation is happening. Sure. And you're going to find some similarities between this and the arc as well. When we when we talk about like some of the things you do, like after each session, you're like, oh, that was like Mutant Year Zero. Um, yeah. You, and I, I, I've already prepared for you to, to say it, too. <laughs> there, there's something that I bet you you bring up. You're like, why don't you just do this? And I'll just shake my head. Because I can't argue it any other way. Be like, what you're saying makes sense, but it means you're not playing within the spirit of the game. And that's both a weakness and a strength of the game. But we'll see. Okay. We'll see if you say it. So, uh, yeah. yeah uh, uh, Nerdy Ogre says, uh, let's get real. Data got more action than Jordy. In, in Next Generation, yes. But uh, he's got two kids. So, you know, he's had just as much sex as uh, Data. And it was more productive. Okay, well, with that, um, I think I'm going to thank everybody for still hanging out with us. Things are getting weird. This is not the the rando stream. I got to get used to saying rando stream. Anyway, <laughs> thank you to all you wonderful people who support us monetarily, uh, especially on Friday. Thank you very much. This was our, it was actually our best stream of this year was this Friday. Uh, still not up to the last year's standards, but you know what? Maybe, maybe I just got to talk about more sex with bears and robots i don't know uh but uh, i want to appreciate everybody that uh that donated on friday really really do appreciate that so your gracious donations help us to provide giveaways produce more content and generally give back to the legion myth community we have over 4400 youtube subscribers and we're thankful for each and every one of you check the description below for links to the various legion Myth sites social media discord merch etc hey lee mitchell he says we rock well hopefully we won't uh dispel that illusion today uh <laughs> i rock he rolls there we go you call there. me fat yep <laughs> actually i'm fat so uh, uh yeah I'm, i don't know if uh if you're used to watching our videos lee or if you were here on friday uh this is a little bit different tenor than that we have different types of uh, streams friday stream is uh we'll just say animated <laughs> we talk about things we we say words that that might not be acceptable in some mixed company and here on sunday we talk about games in fact uh let's start segment one and then you can maybe hear a little more about that it's full screen oh it said full screen all right for segment one today it is our last i cannot believe it's already our last episode on mechatron mutant mechatron where we're gonna talk about mechatron 7 how many more times can i say mechatron 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 not megatron nope 
somebody actually sent me a message saying, hey, you covering that Megatron game? I'm like, that would be awesome. But no, I'm covering Megatron. You know what yeah, I'm going to What's that? You know what I'm going to miss? What are you going to miss? I'm going to miss Billy, my personal bard. <laughs> That's what I'm going to miss. Singing to his skull. Singing to his skull. Oh, Horatio, <laughs> his best friend. I do like this cover. I really do. And, and not exactly for the same reasons that you're saying, but I do like this cover because I think it evokes mutant mechatron other than the fact that i mean you could argue that it's under the dome it's a little bright for under the dome but uh uh but it really evokes the feeling of it to me but anywho so today we're going to talk about what is mechatron 7 and what do you do in the game because remember when you play mutant year zero you have the arc that you're building kind of the odd character uh, or the meta game, as some people like to call it, uh, aspect of the game. And then in Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, you had Paradise Valley and the resistance and setting up your little terrorist cells, right? Well, here, what is it that you do? Well, we're going to talk about that. And if you work in IT, you're not going to like some of the terms because you're going to have the shakes when you find out that you're just, just working in IT as a robot. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the Dirty Casuals on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Chill Stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. <laughs> I'm never going to fix that. Alright, so, here we are. Oops, I gotta get that off the screen. thought I did that, but I did not. There we go. There's our book. There's our Mechatron book. And, first caveat. Somebody was a little upset with me. About what? Because of how I covered, or, I pretty much said there were no changes in combat. And at first, I was like, there really aren't any meaningful changes to combat. Yeah, you're a robot. Yeah, you repair yourself and so forth. And then he pointed out one thing that I couldn't believe I forgot, which made me reread the chapter. And I was like, you know what? I, I do have to cover some stuff. We're actually going to backtrack for just a moment and talk about com uh, combat. Hang on. Hang on one second. Hmm? Got to stop. Got to stop and listen. This is a very rare retraction. Yeah. A changing of Max Liao's word. Let's let's open our ears, open our minds, and close our hearts and listen <laughs> to what he has to say. It, it is unusual that that because normally I'm pretty steadfast in what what I once I have an opinion I keep it because it's an opinion and they're forever. But okay, so I wrote down instead of going through the book, I wrote down notes. Um, First of all, damage is a random D6 roll. Now, that's a pretty big departure. And, well, I didn't see it as being anything important because before you you dealt damage or you had fatigue, right? So damage was to strength, fatigue is to agility, yada, yada. And you attacked based on what, what type of attack it was. Mostly it was damage. Sometimes you could instill doubt in somebody and, you know, attack their brain. You know. But in this one, it's actually a random roll. Because when you damage a robot, you can damage the CPU. You can damage the wireless access. You can damage its servos. You can damage its uh um, what's uh what's agility again? I already forgot. 
um, whatever agility is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. That is a significant departure. It is. And at first I was like, it doesn't really matter. Well, when I'm trying to compare that all these year zero engine games are basically the same thing. Well, I, I had to sit back and say, you know what? Let's go to page 75 for a moment here. 70, probably 79. Yep. There we go. And, and just take a look at that real quickly. Uh, that's the same stuff that we saw before. Oh, where's the random? I know uh, it's the same stuff we saw before. Where's the random chart? Weapons. There we go. Servo stability. That's the other one. So this tells where, where you hit. And module, we talked about the module stuff. There, there's that uh, talent. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, the module that allows you to hit another module. Yeah. Uh, well, when you hit a module, it's random. This is where the cards actually come into play nicely because you just hold out the cards upside down. The game master pulls one, or you pull one, and there you go. That's what you hit. using dice. Fine, use dice. You don't have to have the cards, but I'm just saying, and it's random. Well, if you have that uh, second of uh, that module that lets you hit other modules, you it's know, you 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 get to pick. So, um, so now. This doesn't change anything in terms of damage. If you take it to servos, it acts the same way. You lose the ability score, and you have less dice to roll. Sure. It's the main difference is, is you roll randomly. And yeah, that, that, that was a pretty big... I had to admit, that's a pretty significant and change. And this is only for physical damage, right? I mean, if, mm. if, if you do an emotional attack, you can't affect the servos, can you? No, no, okay, I see what you're saying. Right, that, that is correct. Um, but most manipulation attacks only work on humans. Not all of them. We saw the ones that, you know, True. Uh, yeah. or, or you use your hierarchy for other robots. This is straight up weapon damage, the damage roll. Okay. Physical damage. Yeah. Can, can affect any of those things mm -hmm. because it, it does make sense. Yep. It does. It does. So I get it. So the next departure is attribute. Um, when you're broken mm -hmm. before if you're, in, if you're a mutant animal, or if you're a mutant human, and you're broken by strength, what is it your character can do? Um, let's see, or broken means you're brought down to zero, but only yeah. in that attribute. Zero, zero strength, mm -hmm. or equivalent. Um, can't... What can you do? Just talk. You can't scream, do anything. Cry? No, you, can only, you can't even talk. You can only mumble. Cry. I'm sure you can cry. Yeah, you can probably, yeah I'd let you okay. cry. But okay. it doesn't matter which one it is. So whether it's strength, whether it's agility, whatever, if you're broken, you can't act for whatever reason, either because you're way too tired or you're bought, you got knocked the F out or because you're too confused, whatever you can't act or, or you're so angry at the world that you're just having a temper tantrum instead. Sure. Uh, well, with the robots, it's a little different. If I break your servos, your strength, your CPU still works. Basically, I, I destroyed your structure, or didn't destroy it, that's a different word. I broke your structure, but I didn't break your ability to talk to the network or break your ability to think. Robots are more compartmentalized. You can still perform actions based on processor. As long as it doesn't involve moving your body in any way. Right. Okay. So, uh, next one. Module damage, we already talked, is randomly determined. And this is the one where I know unless you have the module that targets modules. Yeah, where you can where you can switch. Yeah. Right. Um, now this one, I, I was right. Uh, the whole repair thing, you can repair yourself 
as long as your network, which is the same as empathy, you know, for the humans or uh, instinct for mutant animals, is not zero, you can repair yourself. And it's a repair for every six is the number of points to heal. And it takes four hours. I was right. Per attempt. Per attempt. Because okay. uh, your, your discussion on few, I even, because in case it came to an argument, I looked up the word few in three different dictionaries and pulled five people at work. And dictionary does not have a number for it. It just says a small number. All three of them. And everybody at work said a few to them meant five. I was like, That's ridiculous. That's, you work with fucking idiots. Well, I'm just saying that the dictionary doesn't agree with you. I hope they're watching. So. <laughs> a few uh, is five? What are you, high? In, in my experience, a few is usually, you know, it could, depending on what it is, but a handful, but uh, anywhere between three and ten. No. Five is a very common no, use of few. Ten? What? No. Single, couple, few. No, single, um, couple, trio. <laughs> few, some, several. That's how it, that that's the fucking how it goes. And I'm sorry I'm swearing, but I'm really pissed off about this because people don't understand how how the world works. They're just forgetting shit. It's and never it been used up. like that in my life or any of the lives of the people that I talked to or the three dictionaries I looked at. <laughs> so. You surround yourself with dummies. I'm sorry. You you got you got to get a better caliber of people to to live around. So, in chat or in comments later, go ahead and tell Heathen Dog if you agree with them or disagree with them. So there we go. <laughs> but we'll move on. Um, but it's uh, when it said before that uh, you have to have a few hours to do it. Well, again, Free League likes the numbers four and six, depending on the game. This one's four. So it takes four hours to try to heal yourself. Uh, and then the last one is this one. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Do, 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 do. It's repairs. Machine fever. So viruses. Machines can get viruses. Yeah. That's essentially the same. These roles here are the same as illnesses for humans. Obviously. Makes sense. Your machine isn't going to catch a cold. No. Also, humans aren't going to catch robot virus. <laughs> so. True. Yeah. So just uh, so I just want to put those out there. Uh, we do have to get to the Mechatron 7 thing. Those are the main things that are different between everything else, how you roll the dice, how artifacts work, how everything else works is the same as Mutant Year Zero and Mutant Gen Lab Alpha. But uh, yeah, he convinced me. If he hadn't mentioned the random roll, because I knew about it, but it's just it wasn't a big deal to me. Mm -hmm. But after thinking about it, yeah, the random roll does, that, that made it worthy of us talking about uh, those different changes. So there you go. Bonus content for this segment. Now we're going to get into the real stuff, which is Mechatron 7. Uh, <laughs> Violence Solves Everything says the only thing Heathen Dog said that I'll admit to agree to is that we're surrounded by morons. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, this is going to be a tough one. There's going to be a lot of information. This is a dense reading. I can't read it all. It is okay. too much. And I know these are considered read-throughs, but it would take me three segments to get through just this chapter. I'm skipping a lot. I'm skipping it intentionally, but I will cover the stuff that I felt was necessary, which is pretty much just the first paragraph here, and then I've got a couple of pages written down. So you can get a feel for what's going on in Mechatron 7. But here's what I'm going to say up front. Imagine Blade Runner without humans. Everybody's a robot. If you put that in your brain, this, if there's one thing this book does poorly in its art, is it doesn't show Mechatron 7 the way it describes Mechatron 7. 
Mechatron 7 in your brain should look like an aerial view of a cyberpunk setting or Blade Runner. Glowing, dark, dirty. Lots of neon, lots of advertisements, which we'll get to in a little bit. Really? Lots of, oh yeah. It's, okay. it's, again, picture, the way at least it's described, picture Blade Runner and you've got a, you've got a pretty good idea of what this is. So Okay. So the collective lives in a facility called Mechatron 7. It is the most massive robot factory ever built by the Noadan Titan Power. Now, we didn't talk a lot about the Titan Powers. I briefly mentioned them last week. There's Elysium, Noadam, and something that starts with an M that I forget. Uh, and, oh, here it is right here. Titan Powers, uh, Elysium, and Mimir. So, Mimir. <laughs> there you go, yes. Um, those, are, those are like the end, you know, they went to war. And, you know, the Earth is the way it is now if you go back to the Mutant Year Zero. So, so wait, wait, wait. The, the, this whole thing, these are like three corporations. This that... is like Google, Apple, and, and uh, Boeing. I don't know. Uh, uh, Raytheon. <laughs> you know? What's that? Microsoft, probably. There we, well, I, I wanted to have a... Because a, a lot of weapons were made. So I was saying, you know, Raytheon. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. So this is a more Shadowrun where corporations control the world and governments are puppets. Imagine if Shadowrun had a nuclear war and now it's been the games that we've talked about for the last few weeks. Yeah, fair. The world's basically over and you have mutant humans and I mean, no trolls yet, but we'll see. Anyway, you don't know where in the world Mechatron 7 is located and this has never mattered to you, at least not until now. Mechatron 7 is a vital part of Noatan a crucial production facility needed both to satisfy the humans' endless needs as well as to supply the war effort against the other Titan powers, Elysium and Mimir. Mimir, I don't know. At least you think the war is still raging. Your leader, the almighty intelligence, Nodas. Well, there's your problem right there. If that's not a joke... I still find it funny. Uh, never stopped reminding the collective about the war and doubting this fact has always been unthinkable all right i'm not going to read the most uh, the rest of this now because you can dive into this later we're going to go to page 107 i think it, yeah oh geez that's a long ways do, 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 do. uh oh no we're not going to go to 107 we're going to look at this first the districts of mechatron 7 has 15 districts we are not wow. going to look at them all but we're going to get an idea mechatron is two miles away so four miles in diameter it is okay. not tiny Four miles in diameter, underground, compacted together. Again, imagine Blade Runner. There's no real space space. So there's a lot of things going on here. It is bigger and more active than maybe this game, at least in, in art, expresses well. So everything is compact and efficient. The efficiency might be lacking now, but yes. Well, now, yeah, but it was built to be compact, efficient, and very streamlined. Uh, have you mentioned how hacking other robots work? No, I have not. I didn't I didn't get into that, uh, honestly, because I don't remember the rules for that, and I don't know what page they're on. You give me a page number, we can look at it real quickly. I know it is possible, but I didn't think that that was something that was commonplace. I could be mistaken. All right. Um... So da, 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 basically, you don't know where it is. So the central spire is dominated by this. Okay, this district one is dominated by the central spire. So you're like, what's district one? Well, can we go back to here for a second? Just catch up, computer. Uh, where's the map? Where's the map? There's no map. 
No oh, do I have to un actually unfold it? It's not in the cover. It's not in the cover of this book. Good job, book. Uh, apparently, you have to buy the map. And because I told you guys before, I don't have a download of it. We're kind of screwed. Well, I'm I'm just thinking, uh, what's that stupid movie? It sits at the end. With all the districts and the game. Hunger Games, yeah. Oh, Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, just thinking of Hunger Games, where each each district has its own job to do. Nope, no for the whole. Well, each district. Oh, oh, no, that's a meet near zero map. Um, all right, let me just get back to 100. Book does not have a map. That's kind of sad. I could have sworn it had a map. I have a map in mine. <laughs> there you go. Not helping you. No. So at least if, if you can ever find the hardcover book, you'll have a map. Which people keep yelling at me. You can't find the book. I, I yell at Free League, not me. Um, anyway, an enormous tower reaching all the way to the top of the dome. Hundreds of bridges, pneumatic tubes, causeways, and power cables extend from the tower. Channels for data and robots rushing back and forth around the clock to supply Notos and the central administration with whatever they need to run the collective. And you're like... What's the central administration? We will talk about that a little bit today. I'm not going to go through all of these. Uh, the human, of course, the human living areas, because there are no humans here in ruins. You would think if they worshipped humans that they would have kept... It would, it would be like a shrine, right? Yeah, but no. The best kept place in the whole joint. Yeah, but it's not. Not at all. <laughs> then, you, then you have factories, which are still working, and there are uh, drones, so dumb robots in there. Oh, here is a map. Half, you know, half of it, of course. And it's just obviously an abstract map. Why are there walls? Uh, well, these are pipes, not walls. These are pneumatic pipes. It's like no, Futurama, no, no. dude. I meant up the first map. There was a wall right there. Oh. Uh, nope. to down, keep down there. Yellow, big yellow wall. I don't know how you're not seeing this right here. Yeah. Not not the dotted line underneath I, the dotted I, line. I, I, I know what you're looking at. Wall looking that's, thing. Just, that's just refuse. No, why is it a different color than literally everything else on the page? Uh, it's, it's where they wall, threw. Man. It's where they threw everything. <laughs> they threw it into a wall shape for some reason. <laughs> well, maybe they did. Maybe that was an actual wall that held the energy plant off from something else. I mean, I don't know. Keeping remember, humans used to live here. There are other walls here. A lot of the dotted lines are on the walls. Walls there for the factory production. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't, I don't see why walls would be necessary, but all right. That's well, ar around the factories and around power generation, I get in case there's a catastrophic accident. Well, these are this is nuclear. <laughs> well, that's not going to matter then. <laughs> walls aren't going to help you at that point. <laughs> you know, sometimes people do things for safety that really has no bearing on safety, but makes them feel better. Yeah. So, all right. But, you know, we're talking about the spire right now. And uh, we're going to talk about two others. Uh, underwater port, warehouses, waste disposal. Oh, yeah, we are going to talk about waste disposal. The recycling stations were waste disposal centers. And the trash dumps of District 14, that was right above the nukes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right above the nuke, north of the nuke. Okay. All right. Uh, are where you can find most of the scrap robots. Here you can find massive piles of rusting robots, robot wrecks. The remains of oh my god automation automatons and drone trucks of all sizes mixed in with the machine cadavers you'll find rotting trash twisted metal scrap and all kinds of waste created by decades of production fungus and mutant plants grow in all the places where water has collected in slimy pools and creeks 
Awesome. Yes, there are creatures in here. The intersections of districts 9, 10, and 14 meet at the location of the infamous Terawatt prison, which we are going to look at also, for dangerously damaged and contaminated robots. There is no robot death penalty, which I find to be really odd. Yes, it, it, they shouldn't even bat an eye about deactivating a malfunctioning robot. Shouldn't even bat an eye. I don't understand. I, you know what? The, the only the reason I think they did that is because there is a great many scenarios where the where the player characters could be found out as sentient and then thrown in the jail and then you got to break them out. That that makes sense for for not having a robot death penalty. Uh, so the canyon has become the home of many scrap robots and the trade in simple services and recycled scrap is lively here. This is actually a place where you can, I thought it was going to say in this chapter or this apparently does that. There's also power. You can get energy here too through trade. Okay. So the other place to get energy is district 15. Where, where's terawatt? I thought terawatt was a high number. Yeah, it's gotta be. Uh, okay. I can't find terawatt. I don't think it went through all of them. Cent uh, Central Spire, Human Living Ruins, Factories. Do, do, do. Underwater Port, Warehouse, Entertainment, Waste Disposal, Central Services, Power Plant. And now we're out of... Okay, well... Is it on the map? Does it have a number for it? I want to talk about Terawatt. I don't know what that is, and I don't see it on the map. Factories production. Okay, maybe it's part of a location, and I didn't realize that. All right, well... Maybe we won't talk about it. Well, I hope to talk about it because uh, it's an interesting area. It's basically a prison for robots. And you're supposed to, at some point, you know, have your programming fixed while you're there. So, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Okay, I kind of do, but uh, that's a spoiler. Uh, but you're supposed to have your programming fixed. So, hey, go to Terawatt. You could be there for years. And hopefully a, a scrap robot comes and finds you. Uh, sample location names. If you can't think of a name, that's all this is. Just gives you an idea. All right, are we at page 107 yet? That's 103. Constructs. All right, uh, crap. Robots, you know what a robot is? That's your character. Sure. Also, well, also robots do menial tasks. You know, uh, drones, simpler tasks require less advanced machine. These are things that have like one or two functions. They can, you know, they seemingly can think to some degree because they can follow orders, but they're not sentient, and they do what they're told. Then there's the Colossi, which are just giant robots. You know, you got your loading robot, your dock robot, whatever. Uh, then you have the Constructs. Constructs, we didn't talk about at any point in here. But let's go down here. Constructs come in many different forms. Some are massive stationary machines. Others look like huge robots, Omega Supreme or something. And yet others are virtual intelligences distributed over a number of connected robot units. There are eight of them in Mechatron 7. You have Cal, the security construct. Make sure the rules are followed, laws are upheld, and criminals are punished. If you're playing a security robot when you're connected to the network, which is most times, this is going to be your Lord and Master. This is going to be your higher function. The construct that gives you your directives. You have Lusala, the war construct, responsible for the external defense. You're like, external defense? Wait a minute, you're underwater. Well, we'll talk about that. And in charge of the few remaining war machines. And it goes all the way down. And all of these report to Nodas. There are two enemies of Mechatron 7. Noatan, 
the other Titan power. Oh, oh sorry. There are two enemies of Megatron 7 and Nuatan. The other Titan powers, Elysium and Mimir. You don't know why they're your enemies, nor do you know who they are or where they're from. Humans made it clear that they must be destroyed wherever they are encountered, and all robots must be on guard against infiltrators and saboteurs. The enemy has not been seen for decades, until just a few years back when Nodas informed the Collective that enemies had actually been spotted close to Mechatron 7. Now, what does that mean? Well, does it's probably Nodas just having a brain fart failure and, and seeing either... Uh, a mutant human or a mutant animal or someone else outside walking around and saying, Oh my God, it's gotta be an enemy. It's probably what it is. Probably. Cause if you don't know about it, um, it is for one of the chat up there. Um, understand that a sentient robot repairing itself is still broken. Sentience is the flaw. It's not a it's not a physical problem. It's a programming problem according to the system. Yes. So yeah, you you could have a pristine shiny body, but you're still broken. Correct. Development levels. Now this sounds familiar to you, doesn't it? From the arc. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. We have development levels. That's page one hundred six. Let's go to page like two thirty five. Yeah, pretty close. It's after or before? Robots submit. That's character sheet. Okay, maybe it's before this. Oh, they don't have the sheet in here. Oh, this PDF sucks. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go back to 106 then, because apparently this PDF sucks. I could have sworn I, I know I have them uh, in paper form. Like, what? Like, well, apparently it's not in here either. Well, it's the same concept and development levels as, as Mutant Year Zero. 100 means you're glorious. Zero means you're done. Now, how does that affect robots? I hope the chart is here, or I'm going to have to find it. Oh, it's not there. There is a chart. There it is, right there. If your development level is 76 plus, seven energy points can be uploaded to you per day. I hate that it said uploaded when it should have said downloaded, but you can, uh, you can, store, you can get seven energy points per day. Uh, production, these are all dice. If you're doing something toward production, you get plus three dice. If you're doing something towards defense, you get plus three dice. If you're trying to seek information, you get plus three dice. Okay. In order to get this, you must be connected to the network. And to be fair, unless you're a scrap robot, most of the time you're going to be connected to the network, even with your sentience. It's only when you're disobeying orders or that you think that uh, what you might be doing would be uh, shady that you're going to disconnect from the network. Other than that, you're still just a robot doing its thing. And you have to understand, a lot of these robots have pretty sophisticated AIs, even if not sentient. They can make decisions. So the fact that you're making decisions, doing something in a prioritized order, isn't necessarily against Nodas. It's when Nodas says, hey, need you to go over there and fix that hole, and you're like, eh. <laughs> or Nodas says, hey, we think that there's something infiltrating here, and you know who those infiltrators are. They're your people. Or your bots and you're what? like yeah exactly huh no you know that that okay now maybe something might be going on but uh anywho let's see so we are now at 107 and this is where i'm going to pay a little closer attention work orders is possible for the player characters to stop or at least slow down the decay of mechatron 7 that means i've already missed area yeah, at the beginning of the game all four development levels have a rating of 50 
After each game session, each of the four development levels is decreased by a D6 roll. And this is where I said earlier that it's very similar to Mutant Year Zero. Sure. Because that's all, what you do. All four are, are their own separate D6. Yes. That's crazy. I mean, you could roll ones. Uh, you'll have work orders, which unfortunately I can't spoil because like every work order in the book is part of the main story. Like there are no like side work orders. Like here's a list of right. random work orders. Well, well so. then I'll I'll try and give an example. For example, let let's say uh, you want to do a work order to increase the the energon cube production of the facility. Mm -hmm. So the work order will be you'll have a a uh, larger than normal uh, bunch of uh, cleaning and re and repair bots going to conduit seven, repairing conduit seven. And, and cleaning the, the waveguides inside will increase energy production to the entire facility because it is taking away inefficiencies. Yeah, uh, very similar to a D&D &D thing, go kill the rats in the basement. That's sure. another one. Like this time, stop the fungus from, you know, corroding things, stop things from nibbling on our power cables. Um, and then sure. you get there and you find out it's not a little thing nibbling on a power cable. It's a big thing, you know. <laughs> You got, you got like a big elemental, you know, it was a Scooby-Doo lightning bolt creature. And you're like, huh, how we fight that? So things can get interesting. Uh, but yes, you're doing work orders and you're a troubleshooter. Your job, you work in IT. Well, it's IT slash civil engineering. No, you find trouble and you shoot it. <laughs> well, that's if you're playing paranoia. And, <laughs> well, and, if, and if you're fighting bugs, it's the same thing. Fair, yep. So uh, it doesn't matter who rolls to die. Okay, who cares about that? Okay, it's possible for player characters to stop or at least slow down the decay of Megatron 7. This is done through work orders, which are part of the Ghost in the Machine campaign. That's the name of, of the entire campaign, which I thought, for whatever reason, I thought that there were side ones in there, like, hey, you know what? These are things that can be done while the characters are waiting for this, that. No, they're all part of the dang campaign. <laughs> so I can't, I can't show you any of them. Uh, the work orders are issued by the GM on certain occasion. Yes, there are, uh, as I like to call them for the games that I run, the timelines. So when a certain oh. timeline is met, you have a certain work order that needs to I be get it. accomplished. I get it. I get it. So it, it, it makes perfect sense. In, uh, in Mutant Gen Lab Alpha and Mutant Year Zero, you were playing the, the city's committee, and hmm. you were doling, you were creating these these uh projects to reinforce increase repair whatever your particular city village arc whatever mm -hmm. but in this metagame even though you know you're supposed to be above your character like like higher big bigger overview you're still given orders by the game master who is playing no dos yes but you do have a choice and i think that's Ooh, up here so? soon uh, in fact, it's the next thing we're reading. The okay. GM can issue more than one work order at the same time. You as players can then decide the order in which you perform the orders, choosing which development level to prioritize. Oh, the order of it. Okay. Well, okay. you can still do your own thing, but understand that if Nodos didn't command it, what that can do for your situation inside the dome. You could be considered defective. Why did you go over there and do that thing? You weren't told to do that, and that's a low priority, and yet you went over there and did that anyway. Uh, I think you're broken. You need to go bring yourself in for repairs. Well. A.K.A. robot lobotomy. Right. Well, in, in several years. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, Terawatt is like the place of last resort. 
so anyway, you could be a work order. Seriously, a player character could be a work order. All of a sudden, you got like 10 security robots. What are you all doing here? You will come with us. And then you just bow your head and go, oh. Probably don't want to fight that. Or you see that work order and you put it in the back. There you go. You could take the work order. <laughs> and you put it in the back of the queue. And it always stays in the back of the queue. <laughs> with with a good enough roll, that could absolutely happen. Yeah. And and so all of those security bots can't do anything because the work order hasn't come up as active. So usually okay. the robot with the highest hierarchy will make the call, but now that all of you have reached self-awareness, let's talk about the party, not about the entirety of Megatron right, 7. Right. It is not all that simple. You have free wills of your own. Self-awareness will also make it possible for you to refuse a given work order, but you should keep in mind that this can be seen as proof that you are defective, and I should be zoomed in on this, sorry about that, uh, that you are defective, a robot in need of correct, uh, yeah, correction. Uh, by the way, uh, if you follow work order and execute it, you get experience points. Sure. Now, being online, being connected to the collective means more than just receiving and sending data. It means being part of the massive hive mind shared by all the robots of Mechatron 7. Remember, this is futuristic, but even now, you're a network computer. You basically have all the, uh, the access of the internet available to you, except, well, imagine you went to the internet and everything you went to was corrupted. Sucks. Everything was conspiracy websites. <laughs> so uh flat earthers everywhere yeah yeah flat earthers yeah. <laughs> flat domers flat domers everywhere uh yeah so you can't always trust the information but it's there for it's there for you and will again as we showed in the chart before help the role that's also something that your development levels help you with if you can increase those development levels and save the dome at least to a point you can get more information that is actually more accurate and find out more things. Either way, whether you save the dome or it comes crashing down on you, the game provides options to the game master on how to handle all that. Okay. Uh, the collective consists of thousands of individual machines, but it is also one single gigantic intelligence. You are the Borg. Previously, if you weren't a scrap robot, being online was the natural state of being. Now, being self-aware, you have the option to break the connection and stand outside the collective. Everything you see and do is no longer registered, but you are also cut off from the flow of information about everyone and everything around you. Okay, okay. Let, let, let me try and get this straight from what you've said today. So, when you are part of the collective, you get all the bonuses for being a part of the collective, and that is the the bonuses on your, on your uh, structural improvements. Like, uh, if you have, you know, if you have a 40 something in, in, in energy, you will get, you know, three or four energy per day while you are connected to the collective. If well, you, are, you have to go to a special spot, but yes, you have to go to a special spot to charge up, but you still connect to the collective to do that. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, if you want to access information or make a decision or, or something like that. If you plug into the collective while doing it, you you can get bonuses depending on how high you the infrastructure is and how much you've raised it or saved it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 When you are online and have the right security clearance, you will, in theory, always know the identity of everyone around you, the purpose of any facility, the ramifications of an order, where to find the items you need, etc. To find the data you need, roll for the data mine program. Now, here's the caveat to that. If you're if you're trying to find something you're not supposed to, it gets very paranoia esque. 
um you are not authorized that you are only of uh, infrared security clearance and you are trying to seek something that is yellow so um that could be bad for you now this might not be alpha complex but it's kind of alpha complex okay got it got it all right so the idea is if you want to get stuff done under the radar and you need information uh supplies or tools to get that done you have to bury these in in supplies that are already authorized and gotten in a way that makes sense uh for example for example this is off the top of my head Let, let's say you need to repair a conduit that's it that's your work order repair this okay. conduit and to do it you need some scrap uh an acetylene torch uh some 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 supplies like you know metal rods stuff like that uh a portable gas container whatever but you also want to to uh place a sensor on this thing to gauge how much power and where it's going but you don't have the ability to get that through the work order because it's not necessary for your job you have to make it necessary by say breaking a component that you have that you that you got a work order and now ordering this new sensor to repair the thing that is broken it is now essential to getting the work order done and would in in theory be approved so now you can get it that that is a method for doing it yes um there again it's going to be between you and your game master in your imagination and how you how you all handle this blade runner-esque setting right. uh yep. one of the one of the other options one of the more common options is to go to the the the, the, the scrap sector i forget what's already what it's called uh, where all the scrap robots are and do a trade right you know to maybe trade some energy for something or trade something that the scrap robots want for something you know sure. that, that you want uh again there are different ways that you can get this done just remember every time you go off grid or every time you know you're told to go do something and you're, you're supposed to go left and you go right. If you are connected to the collective, they will know immediately. Yes. Now, again, that could mean nothing. Maybe, maybe Noda says, oh, yeah, he's going to go get some scrap to go fix this. And that that computes. Fembot yeah. computes because what you're doing. Oh, OK, that makes sense. Go get some scrap over there or whatever. Right. But if it's something more detailed. And you're supposed to go from A to B to C, and you go from A to B to E, F, G, and then back to C. What happened? And you may have to justify yourself. But again, I don't want to overthink this for your game. The options are out there. Just remember this. It is not. It is not 100% guarantee that you can do what you want without Nodas knowing or or uh, being okay with what you're doing it is also not 100 percent out of the ordinary for you to accomplish a task in a way that maybe nodas wasn't thinking about so just because the players decide to do something a little differently with the characters don't immediately punish them nodas can compute pretty heavily like oh you know you went left instead of right well we're not crashing right now he's still handling that as the priority move Wait, on you know what I, I i think i have a good video game analogy for this anyone who's who's played a game where there are levels of detection and after you get so much detected then all the all the security or all the bad guys are alerted to your presence okay Th- think of that bar 
You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That the little, little little eyeball bar yeah. that comes well, up or, or, or the or the old uh, what was it uh, what was that game? Uh, this the cyberpunk esque game. Um, Denton. Um, I can't think of Deus Ex. Okay. And when you deviate from what is 100% efficient, that bar is going to start going down. It's not immediately going to cause an alarm. It's not immediately because there is still a higher than average chance you are doing the, the job you're supposed to in a different way. So no DOS isn't going isn't mm-hmm. going to do anything because no DOS doesn't know every single parameter pebble in your road. This could be more efficient. There's a greater than not chance that you're still doing your job. But after it gets below 50%, after that bar gets below 50%, you now have less than a 50% chance, according to NODOS, that you are doing your job. That's when alarms go off. That's when that's when security is alerted. Drones are sent. What are you doing? Why are you here? Also, NODOS can process. Again, it's it's high, it's quantum computing in today's terms. Sure. So it can it can process. And if hmm. Every time I send these robots to a location, weird things happen. It's not going to be, oh, I just don't get it. No, the, ro- the, the computer is intelligent. It's going to figure out, I think I need to watch these guys. I might not even tell you. It'll have somebody else watching you guys. A little drone flying around. Maybe even, well, scrap robots are pretty much immune. But eh, a coordination robot is going to start sending somebody to monitor you, and you're not going to realize it. Oh, those drones that keep flying around overhead, they've been there all the time. Well, now the cameras are on you uh another thing if you why are why is energy being sapped we need energy well you as players felt and maybe even rightfully so felt that energy over here is more important but nodos doesn't see that as a priority you're sapping energy from something that nodos is programmed to do like continue making war machines that are unnecessary to make no matter how much you might want to stop that if you do nodos is going to be like excuse me I'm in charge of this and we have, uh, you know, uh, um, orders from the humans. And don't think that any sense of logic is going to change or rationalization is going to change Nodos because yours free willed sentient. Nodos is not. Yes. It has directives. Directives are, are a, a zealot's word from on high. Yeah. They do not change. So that's the balance that you have in the game. Again, game masters don't screw over the players just because they thought outside the box or did something unique. What you what you best can do is say, okay, they did this. Now, how would Nodos react to this? Because Nodos does know everything that's happening in Mechatron 7. Caveat, but that's a spoiler. Knows everything that's happening in Mechatron 7. You can't do much of anything without Nodos either fi- knowing or finding out. Mm-hmm. Again, some caveats to that, but that's for you to figure out as you're playing the game. So uh, we talked about the effects of being online. Uh, you no longer have benefits. We got you know energy, terms of energy, yeah, da, da. Okay. Uh, production will modify all uses of the overload program. That's right. It's only certain programs. Uh, uh, defense will modify assault and shoot programs, so fighting and shooting. And information will modify your data mine program. So expeditions to the outside i'm not going to dive into this because this segment's going to get too long it's already kind of long i'm sure you guys want to know more about so let me paraphrase you can go outside how are you going to energize yourself well we all know you you you, everyone regenerates uh one energy point per day Mm -hmm. and you use one energy point per day being active so Mm -hmm. as long as you don't use any modules you'll be fine but there are modules 
that give you super solar capacities yep. that you can get a D6 or a D4 per day instead of D6, just your yeah. one. And uh, there's also uh, I, I, you're, you're a bender robot and you run off of alcohol and gasoline. And, you know, if you're outside, you can find that probably. If you're an internal combustion engine, yeah. can you imagine that a robot that's walking to you like Bender, but else? Yep. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I was I was wondering if Heathen Dog is going to say it, but I'm going to say it for him. What if you're a robot that wants to run away? You can. I mean, you you can. I, uh no, no dos does not have absolute control once you are outside the dome if you are outside the dome you can get away you are you are in danger of things you weren't in danger of before but immediate death is not one of them mm. <laughs> immediate death by lack of energy isn't one of them isn't one of them yeah <laughs> immediate and, death is absolutely one of them and you can repair yourself because guess what is abundant in a post-apocalyptic world scrap it's abundant especially if you have a repair module you're probably gold it is a decision that your players can make and it is, it is a decision that uh, i would highly discourage if you're running the uh the ghost in the machine campaign campaign um there are missions to go outside it is not, it's not like, oh my God, you went outside, but Nodos will know that you left. Yeah. And if you weren't ordered to leave, coming back, I won't say he's going to be a problem, but coming back at best, you're in, under scrutiny. Yeah. Like, why did you, you weren't ordered to go, you know, you, nobody's supposed to go out there. It's not safe out there. Patrols have been getting killed out there. And that is a true thing. So it's not, it is not safe to go outside. With that said, how you handle your group if they're like you know what we're on a mission to go outside we don't have we don't even have to go back i would say this two things one i would have mechatron 7 far enough away from anywhere else say like an arc to make that very very dangerous like survival less than 10 percent, because the ghost in the machine story will lead you to where you need to be to make that happen. Now, with that said, I'm not saying just kill them outright. Let them try to build, I don't know, the equivalent of an arc. Let them try to survive. Let the just the nature... Remember when we looked at Gen Lab Alpha and there were earthquakes? Yeah. Guess what exists in this game also? Earthquakes? Uh, weird giant mushroom creatures, earthquakes, rust. I mean, whatever you want. This great Transformers episode, Cosmic Rust. You don't hear a squeaking sound? No. <laughs> Are you trying to leave your dome? I I I think I think I I just detected a monitoring device. <laughs> there you go. Um now would would Noda send other robots to come get you? Probably Again, not. Up to your up to your game. No, think about it. Think about it. The computer won't know what happened to you until you come back. Won't know. Were you attacked with overwhelming force? That's entirely possible because, like you said, security patrols have been destroyed before. So sending out, you know, good robots after bad 
is probably not efficient. Just mark the loss and move on. That's that's the most efficient play. Now, if you come back, <laughs> well, then, then he knows what happened. Well, <laughs> I got nothing for you. Again, that depends on... Everybody's going to run a little differently. There's yeah. nothing wrong with what Heathen Dog said there. At the same time, Nodas doesn't like to lose robots. And it's one of the reasons why the robots are now being armed as they go out. Because Nodas was losing robots. Um, energy and allocation, it's strictly ration. Lighting, a lot of places aren't lit because robots don't necessarily need that or they're lit really lowly. Other places are really hot or really cold. Humans would not want to live there. Like, you know, uh, their furnaces here, it's like 800 degrees. Yeah, factories and whatnot. Yeah. Other places are below freezing. Robots don't care. Art and architecture, I'm not going to get into that. Um, there are there are things I do want to get into. Energy is currency. We've kind of talked about that. Base stations is where you can recharge. Okay. Yeah. Transportation is a little interesting. Is that there are you have your Futurama tubes, you have a monorail. You can actually get scrap robots to rickshaw you. Wow. And of course, you can walk on your own. Uh, yeah, there there, are links and so forth. You can read that. Robot entertainment. Yes, there. There is entertainment, and it's because the robots were performed to uh, were programmed to perform certain tasks, and they continue to perform them. If you're a program perform, uh, if you're a robot programmed to be a battle bot, remember that TV show? Might even still be on. I don't know. Um, there used to be a TV show called BattleBots where people would make robots oh, and they right. go, yeah, "Okay, got it, got it, got it." You know, yeah. slice each other up or whatever. That's what you're gonna do. Uh, robot desire for company and entertainment has changed over the years. Data corruption and minor errors have progressively led to some robots finding strange and unusual pleasures. Go watch the Friday Night Chill stream. Uh, a trend that has accelerated with the advent of self-aware robots. Robot broadcasts. Why is there TV? Remember, close your eyes for just a second. Picture Blade Runner. One of those scenes where you're looking overhead. But instead of humans, they're robots. Okay. A great number of channels for entertainment, news, and information are available in the collective. Everything is broadcast for free around the clock, but is interrupted with NODAS as important messages to convey, like, have you seen these robots who keep acting weird? Advertisements also fill channels mixed in with ancient reruns and live programs from the collective. So, what are some popular programs? The Bulletin, starring Rapsar Degazzo, a human show host... Wait, a... Human show host that all inhabitants of Noatum once admired greatly. Now the channel broadcasts nothing but the message that the popular newscaster will return. This is like North Korean stuff right here. Soon return. Yep, soon return. Many robot viewers are attracted each day. Happy about the news that the favorite show host will return at any moment. Wow. Again, non-free-willed robots, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because they're just like, oh, humans will come back. TV 75 Sport shows Pong. Wow. <laughs> See below. Uh, around the clock broadcasting games have been going on for years. And then you have Veteran Cinema, Jingle Channel, and so forth. Sports and games. Oh, yes, they play games. Hello, robots. You have Module Extreme. I don't know. Every time I see this, all I can think of is Wormhole Extreme. Wormhole Extreme, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Module Extreme. Innovative robot customization is rewarded in this battle of creativity. This is Pimp Your Bot. The robots get to show what they have built using as few resources as possible. Uh, let's go. Oh, let's look at public punishment. 
in the minds of many robots, an unpleasant but necessary element of the collective. Simply put, public punishment. Real or imagined saboteurs and infiltrators from the enemy are deactivated and recycled in front of the audience. Wow. Screw loose. I, I don't, oh, Pong, here you go. A very popular social game that can also be played online. The players bounce a digital ball back and forth across the screen. Huh. Sounds like, well, Pong. The game is always run on computers that are hundreds of years old, which creates much trouble for the players. Delays in transmissions or simply very slow circuits impose great challenges. So it's like playing Pong on an Atari 2400 using a 1200 baud modem. Nope, a 300 baud modem. And it was at one time submerged in water. <laughs> it was one time submerged in water. There you go. So as you can see that there's other stuff on here as well. Food and drink. They don't have to food and drink. But... Yeah. I think they watched too much Futurama before they made the game. You can insert oil and lubricants into your system in a way that emulates the human process of eating and drinking. Okay. Okay, why? I don't... Okay, whatever. Because some are programmed to emulate human behavior. Okay. All right. Uh, don't care the dark side of the collective. We're not going to get into too much of that. Lack of maintenance. The ca Oh! The canyon. Areas of robot slums have grown along with the strange scrap robots. The biggest of them is the canyon, situated in a wide pit running from District 14 all the way to District 1. The pit is crisscrossed by... And this, uh, sorry for interrupting that, but none of this art here evokes Blade Runner to me. But no. all of the textual description does. Or maybe you have a different sci-fi that makes sense to you, but Blade Runner, you know, or that, that cyberpunkish feel is what's in the description but this does this makes it seem desolate is that just me no no i mean i i i understand what i'm seeing and i get it but it and i personally i think this is more appropriate than than uh than than your visual of it i okay. think this is more appropriate for for what it for what it should be drab unalive no real creativity or 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 energy you know used in anything that isn't absolutely necessary that's what i see when i see the art and that's and what I, I think it should be okay but from what you say the, the description is much more vibrant yeah th and then i, I should have i should have read more of the beginning then i just didn't want to read all that because it would take an hour uh because it actually talks about the hustle and bustle and how busy it is because robots are going everywhere, doing all the things they've been programmed to do for hundreds of years, and some are quirky and so forth because of you know the corruption. But uh, maybe we'll come back to that in a moment. Oh, there's Terawatt. All right. Uh, so anyway, what what what, what did I finish reading here? Uh, the pit is crisscrossed by uh, uncountable pipes, tubes, platforms, causeways, and bridges. The robot slum here is more than half a mile long, clinging to the walls of the pit. The canyon has been used for a long time as a place to dump waste and debris. And these have been put to good use by the inhabitants, scrap robots. The scrap robots gratefully grab everything thrown into the canyon, turning waste into useful resources. The piles of trash are searched every day around the clock. In addition to solid refuse, wastewater is dumped into the canyon through innumerable pipes. The scrap robots pan this water for useful scrap and use the currents to power small generators. These little scrap robots are ingenious. The inhabitants of the canyon don't have much to their names, but there's a level of activity here that po puts most of the rest of Mechatron 7 to shame. The robots here have less resources, but they use them more effectively. This is also the place in Mechatron 7 where the black market trade is the most vigorous. 
Now terror what? Terror what? No section of the collection is as infamous as Terrawatt, the closest thing Mechatron 7 has to a prison. This is the place where no robot wants to go, and very few of the inhabitants want anything to do with it. Deep shafts separate Terrawatt from the blocks around it. As a mean to preserve resources, the humans of Nuatan imposed a principal rule that is still in effect. No robot of the collective is allowed to be permanently deactivated, except apparently when you do it for entertainment. Instead, malfunctioning and virus-infected robots are sent to Terrawatt as a form of quarantine. Very few resources are given to the robots of Terrawatt, whose nightmare settlement makes the canyon seem like a machine paradise. Terrawatt is the haunt of insane killer machines, and the most normal robots would rather jump off the edge than try to live there. And again, Futurama reference, I don't know why, but Roberto just, uh, the, the, the knife-stabbing robot? Right. <laughs> I, I picture him there. Uh, so yeah, and it stays that vague so that you can treat it how you want in your game. Yeah, I well, I, if you want to s- stick with the Futurama thing, I'm thinking of the the sewer people. Yeah, but with robots. But with robots, yeah. Because that so, place was a giant shithole, and I'd I'd rather eat a bullet than live there. Um, I have one more chapter to look at, but it's just very small section of it. I think it's eleven, but let me verify. Come on. Because there's so many secrets here. Yep, 11. That's 146. Here we go, people. Here we go. Spoilers ahead. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Ruin everything. Do it. Do it. I want to talk about the work orders. So this Ghost of Machine campaign. And if you look closely on here, you can get a couple of spoilers, but nothing that will tell you anything meaningful. Just you'll be like, oh, I remember. Um, Each work order is a case for the PCs to solve as part of their work as an error elimination unit. Remember that from a previous video. Mm -hmm. A typical worker is designed to take about one game session to finish. Consider a work order like an episode in a TV show. Work orders are the quote unquote bread and butter of the campaign, but that doesn't mean that they are unimportant. They establish the tone and theme of the campaign, and they help stop the decay of the collective by increasing development levels. An important task indeed. If you need more work orders, you can create more work orders on your own. And I got to be careful. I think that was it. There was something else I wanted to cover in here, and I didn't write the page number down. Uh, Celebrities in the collective, we're not going to talk about. Oh, this is just a poster gives you an idea that you know things like this it is a living place introduction area limit nope that's going to be an adventure so for some reason i had it written down like there was more for me to talk about but i guess that was it in that okay. uh, one section so let me go back to 110 real quickly i just want to scan this and see oh no it wasn't 110 and see if i missed something important here that uh 15 districts kind of along the coastline that gives it that feel that I was talking about. Two dish heavy marked by war between the Titan powers. Uh, that's just the district areas. Okay, I'm I'm not going to dig too much. Inhabitants, we talked about that a little bit. Lots of shops. I mean, there are shops, as you can see in this picture, kind of shows. Yeah, I mean... I'm not saying that you should have the same vision that I do. I'm just saying that's how I envisioned it because the way okay. it was written up to me was it was less barren than what the art would show. 
And that's mm. that's the weird thing. The fact that you picked up on that barrenness and feels that it's still there, well, maybe I'm the one that's in the wrong. But uh, it's uh, it, it really isn't described that way. Okay. So, but that's that's pretty much it. Without giving spoilers, man. I mean, there are some things I would I would like to talk about, but they lead right into those spoilers, which I didn't realize until I reread it this last week, and I was like, oh man. So, if that seemed a bit disjointed, it was because I really had to pick and choose what I want to talk about. And as I told Heathen Dog before this started, I said, either either read word for word, which I would have had to have done in order to explain some of those other aspects of it or skip sections. And I went with the skip sections. All right. Otherwise well, we'd be here for another two hours. Speaking of sections that should be skipped, let's go to viewer chat. Okay. We have uh per says five is a few Skittles or M&Ms. This is if you want to deceive yourself because how many M&Ms you have? I had a few when you actually had like five. Eh, you're just, you're just a liar. Stop, stop lying. By the way, Violent Solves Everything said he heard squeaking too. Or he said Good. he heard it, but you were mentioning squeak. So I don't know. I didn't hear anything. All right. And, and my Coco, cat wasn't screaming. That's good. Coco says, I declare a few is three to six. Well, Coco, mm -hmm. I declare that you are absolutely insane. And uh, you obviously need, need therapy from a therapist that got his license in the 1950s or 60s. Because he's either going to be a really good therapist or he's going to put you through some kind of sexual torture. You deserve both. Okay. Moving on. Uh, JP says five is a nice unoffensive number. Less than several, seven or more, and more than a couple. Yes. Yes. Five is some. Less than several, more than a few. I don't know That's where you got the definition. It's literally not written anywhere. The entire world knows this except you and everyone around you. That's weird. It's weird. I think it's weird too. You should look <laughs> into that. Maybe you should look into it since it's nope, only I've in your I already have. I found the answer. <laughs> Rex says, slightly off topic, but have you mentioned how hacking other robots work? No, we didn't because uh, uh, it's it's not something that you want to introduce to a new player, I think, because they'll just start trying to hack each other. And that's just... That gets well, I, I just did a search for it in, in here and it might go under another name, but I'm not seeing it. I want to say I thought... Oh, there we go. Uh... Hat code for one of the robots. That's a scrap robot. Hold on. Uh, final showdown. That's not even the word hack. I have two more. That's not the word hack. Oh, here we go. Despite being in Terrawatt PC. Oh, is this an adventure? Oh, can connect to the network using blah, blah, blah. Hacks. These aren't hacks of other robots. So maybe. Oh, it's, it's hacking of the network. Oh, yeah, that, that's, da the that's part of data mining. Yeah. Hacking into the collective. Okay. And Per comes back with. Uh, so as a robot. You can attempt to repair yourself in four-hour segments, true, but this terawatt, terror watt place will take years to repair your robot their way. Anyone else getting Pink Floyd the wall vibes? No, like, like I said earlier, uh, you're there because you are fundamentally broken in some way, and that 99.99% of the time means you're, you, the, the no-dos thinks your software is bad. It's not your body. Your body could be fine. But your your software, your processor is inherently bad, and you just, he's just throwing you here because there's nothing else to do with you. We also didn't dive into the virus types. I showed it on the screen. But yeah, if you, you have a virus, virus, this is where you go until you can until you can be purged of the virus. Yeah, which is usually be purged of everything. And Per comes back. So you're playing your game, tiptoeing around the boss machine that will take you out of the game if it doesn't like you enough. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever played Paranoia? <laughs> yeah. It's it's like Paranoia, only less funny. 
So yeah. yes. Well, I would also say less dangerous than paranoia because you're not trying to root out your buddy. It's not like you're all like, I'll turn you in. Like, well, like you, are, you are all sentient AI and that is. Yeah, but here uh, you appreciate major... that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. It comes back again. Okay. So what if robots, Pura has got a lot of what if questions on these robot things. That's great. Okay. What if the robot trying to escape, create or repair a, ri a reliable vehicle to carry them out? Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you make your vehicle in Mechatron 7, no DOS is going to know about it. You mm -hmm. can't hide all of those spare parts, all of that energy usage, all of that time. You cannot hide that. So you are going to have to escape first, knowing that there's a vehicle that needs repair outside, gather all the materials uh, serendipitously throughout the course of months or years, and then escape, repair the vehicle, and go. If you want, if you want to take that kind of time, man, you're go for it. You can do it. You can do it. You you can do it, and you can even do it without Nodas caring. Having a vehicle or building a vehicle in and of itself may not. In fact, depending on what you're doing and what your your work orders are, Nodas might not even care. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. Think about this. If if you are tasked to go and actually it says find and or hunt these things and he's and you and you make a vehicle like why'd you make a vehicle to assist me in finding and hunting these things i can do it more efficiently now with less danger that makes perfect sense okay all right that's great now you have a vehicle i mean you're gonna have to power it and get excuses to keep it powered, stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. But that vehicle had a purpose and it may have a purpose in the future. So no one's going to tell you to dismantle it after you're done. It can have purpose. So you can trick the computer like that. It's fine. It, it all depends. It's, it's very much like, like mage, the Ascension. You have to convince the game master that you're right. You have to convince Nodos that this is necessary this is more efficient way of doing things. This is a thing. And then you can get it approved and be in no danger. The other way is to go behind no DOS's back and have, have a you know possibility of being in danger. If you can't do number one, do number two. If you can't do number two, well, then number three is do nothing. All right, let's see here. Per comes back again. Entertainment. Why do robots need to be entertained? And he, uh, you just, you answered that right soon after that, uh, especially the uh the sex bots they were made <laughs> to entertain humans yeah. that's in their programming and after so many years of program degradation they just do it now because they feel they should also and remember some, some robots have acquired quirks mm -hmm. and that these, does not these, mean sentience no it does not mean sentience it is an artificial emulation of human behavior it, it doesn't mean they want to do it it means they are compelled. They are OCD compelled to do these humanistic behaviors now because of glitches or shorts or whatever. And some the humans the actually program that into the robot so they'd be more human and something they could identify. And this is not just the entertainment robots either. Th right. This was put into different robots to have some of these quirks. You have the drones, which go and might, you know, you know, to like a loading dock drone. Now it's going to think more than that. But for simplicity's sake, it does one or two tasks and that's it. So it might not even be able to communicate other than I am loading, uh, picking up box X243 at 
moving it over there. Other ones have more sophisticated tasks. Uh, a, a robot that's been programmed to be able to fix the nuclear reactor has to be able to think three dimensionally. Right. Exactly. So as it's going back and forth, you're, you're going to have the tavern workers. Well, why do you have a tavern worker? Because humans used to live there. That why was the tavern worker's job. It was a barkeep robot. Yep. What's, what's it going to do with no humans? Just sit there and eat power? No, it's going to justify its existence by keeping bar. Why are the other robots there? Because Nodas, this is just an example. I'm not saying this is what it is, but as an example, Nodas said, well, the, the bar robots, I can't turn them off. I'm not allowed to. I'm not, let me phrase it, not programmed to do that. Right. So let's give it some clientele. Yeah. I mean, or could just be a quirk. Justifying the expense. Mm -hmm. I get it. Justifying the expense. So there, and it's up to you to make whatever other ideas you want but just understand that even the non-sentient robots have personality it's just program personality right it's and they real. have to listen to the higher uh the coordination robot yeah it's not real personality it's not real thinking it's just a at some point sometimes very elaborate algorithm yep. but uh none of them are sentient except for player characters now if if your game master wants to put a sentient NPC in your path is to see what you do. That's up to him. I'm like, whatever, that's fine. And you have to decide what to do with that. Great. You know, do, do you kill it to, to take suspicion off of you? Do you fold it into, in, into your team? Do you hide him in, in the, uh, in the scrap bot areas, whatever it's up to you, but that, that is a, that is a great adventure. Awesome. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Well, next week, I have a lot of reading to do now. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> next week we start Mutant Elysium. And I have skimmed through the book a long time ago. I haven't read it. Uh, the major change that I saw in it compared to the other ones is in Mutant Year Zero, we had mutant powers. In Mutant uh, Gen Lab Alpha, we have animal powers. Mm -hmm. And in Mutant Mechatron, you have robot and modules and you know things that you can do. Sure. Mutant Elysium... You are a pure strain human. You are not you are not a mutation in any way, shape, or form. So instead of having special powers, you have contacts. And now if there's more than that, I'll be surprised and I'll have to read it and it'll be cool. But as of right now, the only thing that I see that makes you special in this one is contacts. Is <laughs> maybe I have to look at that. Like, oh, can they make well, babies? Well, the excuse all the times before was, you know, they're mutant humans. They're not regular humans. So they're all sterile. That that was the thing before. So I, if they go back on that in this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have to I have to look rumble, at rumble. it. Oh, well, no, you still can't have babies because radiation did something. So suck it up. Screw you, game. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't Your know. You probably can. But it's this game. Mutant Elysium is way more involved in political intrigue Social ideological life. intrigue and uh, information gathering this is something that if you want to play a game that is more call of cthulhu-esque i guess you'd say without you know tentacles this is the one that you'd play all right so and we'll start that next week that's it that's all i got like subscribe share like, subscribe. Hit, the, hit the thing Oop. there it is Got to get this full screen. And now it's uh, you have to take a break. A big one because okay. at the at the last third of your segment, 
my eyes were actually closing. I'm like, oh my God, I just got so tired. I got to go get some coffee and I hate coffee. So no dose, man. Vibrant. I wish I had it. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Heroin. Cocaine. That would have the opposite effect of what I want. Oh, fair. You're, you're thinking meth. Well, cocaine. Or, or cocaine. Yeah. Uh, you're nearly, nearly done with your engine games. Not even close. No, sir. Because after Mutant Elysium, going into Coriolis. And I intentionally picked Coriolis before Forbidden Lands, because Forbidden Lands will be after Coriolis. Because Coriolis is a is probably the biggest departure from the normal Years Your Engine rules while still following the normal Year Engine rules. And uh, also I figured we'd go from something that's post-apocalyptic to pure science fiction and then back to fantasy. So, And then if we have time after Forbidden Lands, which I don't know if we will, but uh, at, toward the end of the year, we'll see how much time we have left. I might cover one more. I'm thinking about Twilight 2000, but... People wanted me to cover both Alien and uh, the One Ring also, so maybe I'll cover that uh, a Dragon Bane game. I don't know. Anyway. The need to remind people that Johnny Five was designed as a hunter killer droid, okay? The RD project was for what soldiers? Space Arabia is arguably post-apocalyptic. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's more sci-fi in that regard. But yeah, it has some post-apocalyptic vibes. That's that is true. I'm really disappointed with the Mercy of the Icons uh, campaign. Man, the first like three quarters, five sixths of it was really good, and the ending just fell off a cliff. It's like, oh, we gotta get the book out. Let's just have this. What? Ugh. I was really disappointed with that ending. There. There. And it has healing. Does it have healing bullets? I didn't dive that deeply into the equipment. I also haven't actually run space combat in the game. I should do that. I've done ground combat. I've made a couple of characters. It's um, it's probably the most complex. I know some people say Forbidden Lands is because of how combat works with the action cards and so forth, but I don't use advanced combat in Forbidden Lands. I'm going to be very clear about that when I cover the game, that I use basic combat, not advanced combat. Uh, I think the cards get in the way, but that's just, you know, for me. Your mileage may vary. I know some people like, how can you not play with all the cards? They had so many extra options. I'm like, eh. Do they, though? But um, Coriolis, in, in fact, I had somebody comment on my Coriolis combat video that I did a couple of years ago saying, this seems confusing. And it's like, eh, it's only confusing because I added like, or I included like every rule possible <laughs> for ground combat. I made sure I, okay, I have a grenade. I have praying to the icons. I have uh, pushing the roll. I have a laser. I have armor. I have a barrier. I have. I, I remember including everything I could for one combat scenario. That's why it probably seemed confusing. It's not, but it, but it is a departure because uh, you know from Mutant Year Zero or even Forbidden Lands, you have fast action, slow actions, or what is it, maneuvers and actions in Mutant Year Zero. But you have three action points in Coriolis. The other thing Coriolis has is kind of like the the Doom mechanic from what's it called. Um, Conan 2D20, 
or the uh, Dark Synergy from Mutant Chronicles that we covered earlier this year, but it has Darkness Between the Stars. It just happens to be a bit more immediate. Well, okay, that part isn't, but uh, it's it's used like the Darkness Between... I'm sorry, it's used like the Doom mechanic and the uh, Dark Synergy mechanic, so... While still using... And, and skills! Um, Mutant Year Zero, the skills, you have, what, three skills per attribute? Well, in... Coriolis you have a list of basic skills and a list of advanced skills and the advanced skills you cannot use unless you've been trained so again another departure from 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 the standard year zero engine game but that's so that's why I decided to cover that one after Mutant Elysium uh, you it's okay, Per. Ask the questions. We'll we'll answer the ones we can and the ones we can't. Well, <laughs> I I would rather have chat being engaged than sitting there doing nothing. So, it was it was the hardest thing for me with these Mutant Year Zero games. Honestly, is not giving away spoilers, and it's upsetting to me. And you heard me say this in a couple other videos, but it's really upsetting to me that the core storyline of the game is in the player's book. And sure, Game Masters can change anything. I hate that. Game Masters can change it. Like, that's the end-all, be-all. If you have a story that you want told, even though I'm not a story gamer, so to speak, I believe in emergent storytelling, not I'm playing your story. But there are enough options. There are enough variations. There is enough, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, freedom, agency, whatever term you guys like in those uh, those campaigns to make them interesting. And of course, you can always change on your own. I just hate that as a cop-out answer. Yeah, DM can change what he wants. Okay. You do what you want at your table. Um, yeah, I know. But if you're going to give a nice campaign like that, I just don't like that it's in the same book that the players get. They have full access to it. I will say that the Game Master sections of those books are fairly well done, in a simplistic sense, are fairly well done, though. You know, it says, hey, don't dick over the players. It's a dark enough game as it is. <laughs> there, there's going to be enough combat, enough things that the players can do to get themselves in trouble. You don't have to add more to it. <laughs> like, you know, at the same time, don't hold back. Yeah, well, I try... I, Rex... I was abs. I'm gonna put that on the screen. I was absolutely in the process of setting that up when Lulu terminated my account. I have the PDFs ready to go to print out that way, and I was gonna print out one other game before then. And Lulu, yeah, Lulu terminated my account because apparently you're not allowed to do that on Lulu, which is stupid. All right, I'm back. All right, are you jittery yet? Not yet, but I. I I did drink an entire cup. And oh, I have just, another cup right here. Just down that thing, huh? <laughs> I All did. Right. I downed it. Uh, so uh, let me get your. Now, you, before I put this up, because I want to explain this the right way for the video, what is it that you're going to be telling us? You'll have to repeat okay. this again in a moment, but just so I, I get I'll, intro I'll right. in a moment. But if your game master decides in his infinite wisdom that he's going to allow mixed alignment party and i don't mean like oh like you know unscrupulous and 
unscrupulous, scrupulous, and one miscreant, you know, whatever. I'm talking, he allows uh, an aberrant evil character and a scrupulous character in the same group. Well, you as a player, there's nothing you do about that. You just got to roll with this or leave the table. So here's how you roll with it. Here's how you can play your character still to your alignment, but allow for another fellow player character to be something that at first blush, you would not believe you would associate with in any way, shape or form at any point in time. And you're going to do this for good characters, for selfish yes, characters. Good, and, okay. selfish. It, um, now, they're in categories of you as the viewer. You are good. You are selfish. And you are evil. How do you get along with other alignments in your party? Okay. So that's how I'm going to do it. Because doing it for the GM is stupid. The GM, once he allows a, a mix of, of alignments that vast, he's probably already you know stirred that hornet's nest. It's <laughs> up to the players to make it work. So that's who I'm talking to. The players. Well, before we go on here, I can't put it on the screen, but uh, Crafting Gamer gifted a Legion Myth membership to Nerdy Ogre. So Nerdy Ogre now has access to uh, all of our super secret sweet uh uh videos which is just the monday or the, i'm sorry the monthly uh members only and uh access to the discord private channel that i don't think anybody uses except for me on sundays to say here's access to the super secret <laughs> live stream uh so go. but hey hopefully we'll add, add more later but thank you crafting gamer for that and that on the screen all right for segment two today We've got, uh, where Heathen Dog has got, uh, a, how do I say this? He is going to tell us about alignments and playing, but if you are pl a good character, but some of the other characters aren't so good, how do you handle that? How do you play that? What do you do with this? And I don't want to take his words from him, but that's generally what these are about. So I'll let Heathen Dog give you the quick elevator pitch here, and then uh, we'll see what he says in more detail after that. Okay. So you as a player, that's who I'm talking to. You as a player. Your game master has decided to allow mixed alignments in your game. And I don't mean like, oh, mostly good, one selfish, mostly selfish, one good. No, no, no. You're a good guy, and you see on the side of the table a character who is made as a bad guy. He has an evil alignment. How do you reconcile that, and how do you get along without completely ruining the campaign and the fun for everyone? Well. Let's find out. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of Hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, or check out the Friday Night Chill Stream, where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. 
please like this video and leave a comment to appease the algorithm gods. Share this video on your favorite social media platforms to help us peer out of the shadows cast over us. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe to Legion Myth for more tabletop RPG goodness. All right, that off the screen for him. Put that on instead. There you look at that. Segment two, ready to go. Beautiful. All right, so we've already got comments. Nerdy Ogre says, first off, bad GM. <laughs> bad GM. Rolled up newspaper. Bam, bam, bad GM. You know what? I get it. But you as a player, this is, this is what this segment's for. You as a player, you either have to walk or you got to roll with it. As well, a player of a good character. Yes. I'm going to try and help you roll with it. Now, are these all you know, end all be all beautiful things that'll work every time. No, man, you got to use some thinking. You got to use your thinking meat a little bit, but I'm going to get the ball rolling, start this conversation. Maybe you can figure out a way to make it happen. Now, first, we're going to look at the Rifts Ultimate Edition because we're going to look at the alignments. We're going to read them. And the only reason this works, the only reason you could possibly play a scrupulous uh, Cyber Knight along with an aberrant uh which is because the way alignments are set up so let's go to that right now let's go to page 290 zoom in a little bit picking your alignment here we go there's no neutral lamps in here this is not new if you've if you watched anything from our uh, year of palladium last year this is this is what it is there's no neutral alignments. There's good alignments, selfish alignments, and evil alignments. Let's go over the good alignments. The first one, and this is the worst possible scenario. You are scrupulous. You, I'm sorry, you are principled. You are the paladin of the second edition and earlier D&D version of a paladin. And you don't brook no nonsense. Now, here's the cool thing about palladium alignments. They don't tell you anything about anyone other than you this is how you would react this is what you cannot do it doesn't say anything anywhere in this book about alignments that you must do something if someone else does this doesn't say it anywhere anywhere for example let's see a principled good character will always keep his word does that mean everyone around him has to keep their word? No. This is talking about you. You must keep your word. You must avoid lies. Does that mean you never lie? No. Does that mean you got to be angry at people who lie around you? No. This is your bag. You're carrying it. Let them carry their bag. That's the beauty of this alignment system. Never kill or attack an unarmed foe. Never harm the innocent. Never torture for any reason. Never kill for pleasure. These are all things that you are restricted from doing. Now, if someone kills someone innocent in front of you, are you going to have words with this guy? Yeah, probably. Would it, would it come to a fight? Maybe. But do you have to? No. You do not have to. These are your tenants. They work for you. You are not obliged to make everyone around you follow your ideals. That actually goes against your ideals because that's coercion. Always help others. Always work within the law whenever possible. Doesn't say you can't break the law. It's just that's your go-to move. Work within the law. Someone around you picks a lock, gets into a place, saves a little girl. Are you going to yell at them? No, because you didn't do it. 
That person did it. Never break the law unless conditions are desperate. If you knew there was a girl in there and she was in danger, you could break open, you could break and enter. It's fine. Respect authority, law, self-discipline, and honor. That's you, man. All you. Work well in a group. Uh-oh. Even if there's an evil person there, it says work well in a group. Doesn't say unless there's an evil guy there. No. It says work well in a group. That's that's basically your alignment commanding you to do what I'm saying. So think of it that way. And never betray a friend. So you are the the uh the scrupulous cyber, I'm sorry, the principled cyber knight, and you are you are this. You are the epitome of honor and and dedication and duty and all that stuff. That's great. Well, what if not everyone is? Let's do the worst example possible, the evil alignments. Can't do we'll do miscreant evil because di- diabolic is a special case, and I'm gonna get into that in a minute. That probably not gonna work out. But miscreant evil. You're the, the character you are playing is scrupulous, and you are with a miscreant in the party. And this what is what a miscreant would likely do okay not necessarily keep his word to anyone doesn't mean he has to lie doesn't mean he has to break his word but he doesn't have to keep it it all depends if it suits him or not again that talks about him not you and if he lies to you nothing in your alignment says you got to be angry at him it's only about what you do lie and cheat indiscriminately to anyone does he have to lie? No, but he can lie for no reason to literally anyone he wants to. Again, that doesn't involve you. Kill an unarmed foe as readily as you would potential threat or competition. This right here, in the eyes of many players, would, in my opinion, rightly cause a big rift in the party. This right here is the rub. This is the problem with playing an evil alignment. Now, even though by the book, by the book, if someone kills an innocent little girl right in front of you and you're scrupulous, you didn't do it. You didn't condone it. You didn't order it. You have not broken your alignment, even if you don't do anything about it. Technically. But no one's going to do that, man. I mean, no human being, even if you're role-playing a character who's supposed you know, you're you're role-playing character, it's not it's not reality, but seeing this happen and being a scrupulous character, you are going to do something about it. Now, is that going to be immediately fight this guy? Probably not. You're gonna try to arrest him, you're gonna try and detain him, you're gonna follow the law. And if the GM is smart, the the miscreant character will turn himself into the law. He will manipulate the, the the law system to get all charges dropped. And then you, as a scrupulous character, have no legs to stand on. The law said he's, he is not worth prosecuting. The law says, basically, that crime didn't happen. And so you have to follow the law. So there's your route right there. Now, are there other routes? Sure. It all depends on, on the mental gymnastics you want to do. But... Because the GM put a miscreant character in your party, you are you have to do the mental gymnastics. You have to make it viable. That's one way to do it. User harm an innocent. Doesn't say kill, just says user harm. Now, as a scrupulous character, you would never do this, 
but using or harming someone like, you know, pulling out someone's fingernails or punching someone in the face or pinching it's a simple pin p- uh, pistol whip, pistol whip, whatever that is, that falls under number four. Now, you as a scrupulous character do not have to act by the letter of your alignment. Do not have to act, but you probably will. You'll probably be the good cop in this situation. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. None of that. None of that. We don't need that. We don't need that. Come on, Harry. You can just, just, just tell me. Just tell me, you know? Stuff like that. Then it actually works for the party at that point. Use torture for extracting, for extracting information and for pleasure. Now, for extracting information, you tell the cyber knight to take a walk around the block, all right? And then he comes back from his invigorating walk around the block, and you have information. How you got it, he doesn't implicitly have to know. Does he figure that you torture this guy? Yeah. He can, uh, you as a scrupulous character can get around that. You can, you can compartmentalize that. You can rationalize that away. Now, if you see pleasure in his eyes, then you're going to have a problem. So the miscreant character has to hide that from you, which is not a problem for him. No qualms whatsoever. Hiding the fact that torturing people, even if you needed information, was very, very cool for you. As long as you hide that, as long as he hides that from you, there is mental gymnastics to get away from that being a problem. Have no deference to the law, but will work within the law if you must this one is interesting because around the scrupulous character the miscreant is allowed to follow all the laws and give any reason why just to keep you happy but when you're not looking or you're not around it's on and if you don't find out about it or you don't know why it happened or you don't you don't know the exact details you as the scrupulous character can let it go you can figure out a way to let it go. Now, it goes on and on and on. But the the miscreant evil character is seems like, you know, the second worst thing possible because the only worst thing is di- the only worst thing is diabolic evil, and diabolic evil has its own problems outside of of the the role play aspect, which I'm going to get into in just a second. But the miscreant he's not just evil. He's a seductive, manipulative evil who can seem okay at times, and it's completely within his alignment. You and the miscreant character have to understand that. Around around the teacher, which is you, you have to play in the white or gray areas. But when the teacher's away, the students will play, and and all the black marks come out at that point. Now, the problem with the diabolic evil character is the same problem you have with supernatural evil characters. In this, in this main book, which I'm only looking at the main book because it's, it's one everyone needs to have if you're playing riffs, there is no alignment detecting spell or psionic power that, did, that will detect an evil alignment except diabolic evil. If you are a diabolic alignment, uh, there, there, there is there is a spell and I believe a uh, a psychic power that will detect that you are diabolic evil. But if you're any other evil, it won't unless unless you are 
right now or going to, in the very near future, do a very evil act. Then it will pop off as you are evil. But if you're not planning something super evil, it won't work on you. If you are a supernatural evil, a supernatural creature that is also evil, oh yeah, it'll ping all day long and you'll be evil. I can't, I can't help those people. I can't help them. All right. They're they're done. But you you, you know, can't detect an evil character unless they are diabolic evil or going to do something very evil very soon and are thinking about it right now. So outside of that, you're not going to know. You're not going to have definitive proof. And you as a scrupulous character can use that to your advantage. Use that mental gymnastics to make the group cohesion functional by letting some stuff go. That's that's your job. I'm sorry. You thought scrupulous was hard enough. Now now you have to be the group mommy. Well, guess what? That this the game master did this to you. You're the one who has to bend over backward. But the miscreant character, I'm going to get in that in the in the evil second, has to do some things too to make it easier for you. Everyone's got everyone's literally on the same team. Play for your team. Do the gymnastics. Gruff about it in game a little bit. Just to just just for the role play value, that's awesome. But don't let your party degenerate into chaos, because no one's going to have fun then. And there we go. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I get it, I get it, I get it. Like I said, infinite wisdom of your GM allowed this, and your hands are tied. This is this is you're already you know waist deep in crap. What do you do to not drown? That's all I can give you. No, I, I I get it, and if you're forced to make it happen, then I see what you're saying. There's only there's only one real quibble I had with what you said, where I'm like, no, I I wouldn't allow that. I don't care what the book says or not. And if I'm standing here and I'm doing being extreme for a moment, if I'm standing here and you're standing there, I'm I'm the scrupulous or principled, and you're the miscreant, and you pistol whip a girl, or a little girl, or a little boy, whatever, just because I didn't do it does not make me uncut up. I didn't do it, so I'm well, so hang scrupulous. On, hang nope. on. I did say, I did say, yes, by the letter of the alignment, you don't have to do anything. But I did say afterward, but if you are scrupulous and you decide to play that character, you are going to do something. Yeah, I now, just don't want anybody taken out of that. That, that letter is it's based on psychology. So the, the letter says you wouldn't do it. But to be fair, not only would it be, uh, how do I say this? As you said, you would do something. No. I want to reiterate, you would do so. You would never let that go. No matter what the letter there says, you would never let that go. I, I You have to do something to hide that. You know what? If you played your character like that, I have no problem with that because that sounds right. But if you play your character by the letter of your alignment, that's also technically right. Both I ways are know. right. <laughs> One feels better. <laughs> I'll give you that. You, you'll sleep better at night if you do it your way. I don't even think but, in a court of law that would pass because he, if you stand there and don't do something as somebody right next to you beats up, a, as, again, I'm, I'm using hyperbole for a reason, you know, uh, is beating up a little girl. Well, you know what? Well, never mind. I forgot New York City cops don't even have to protect people. Never no, mind. They don't. Yes, but police officers are supposed to be responsible for the citizens that, that they are, that they patrol and protect. But they're, there you're you're not you're going to be hard pressed to find some, a, a police officer being fired or put under charges for hanging back valuing his safety over the safety of a civilian that's that's being you know tortured raped or killed 
That happens a lot. They no, hang those, back those, got, those guys in home. Texas, I forget the name of that town, Uvalde or whatever it was. Most of them, I think I fired. Okay. But they're not going to jail it, because, you know, that's just the way it is. So See all those by the cases. letter of the law, <laughs> it happens a lot and it can happen in your game too. Just letting you, letting you know. So what do we got for uh, comments? I uh, start to uh, sometimes you have to cooperate those you disagree with in order to achieve your goals. I personally think that is a crap trope that people use as an excuse. Well, technically true. Oh, my anti-paladin and paladin work together. Be- no, they don't. <laughs> no. And if you're doing that, that's a bad game master. Using heathen dogs premise here, though. Fine. Whatever. I, 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 again, I, I know what he's saying and I'm not trying to argue with him. It, the, the whole premise to me is a crap premise. So. <laughs> hey. uh, it's, it's like I, we even talked about with the paladins or we've talked on the Friday night chill stream at some point where it's like the paladins like, Hey, look over there, paladin. Oh, there's something going over there. <laughs> oh man. I don't know what happened. Ooh, oh, see, I don't that, know, I don't really know what happened. Yeah, yeah, but, that's, but, that's kind of lame. You, you do it smarter than that, but yeah. But yeah. but you get again. It's, I'm doing that for effect. But I mean, that's how they talk. But I was like, just have the paladin look the other direction. No, the paladin's not that stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is um, she says I don't work well with anarchists and can't be in the same room as a mixed miscreant. Okay, then that you're playing your character, not your alignment. You're definitely playing your character, and if you're playing your character that way, I can't fault that. But you have to choose between playing your character and ruining everyone's time because of lack of party cohesion. You have to decide. I'm not saying any decision is right or wrong, but if you want to play your character more than party cohesion, in my opinion, it's best to walk away. The GM already made the call. Yeah. This this miscreant character is in the party. He's made that call, and you either live with it or you find another table. And either one of those are 100% good. And if you live with it, as much as I disagree, what he was stating earlier is the way to handle it. Yeah. But if you want to walk, I am never going to say anything bad about you. Never. Number seven on the principled list. Let's bring that up. That is always help others. Now, it doesn't say how to help others. It says always help others. The, The miscreant character, a child spat on him. And he backhands this child, this five-year-old kid, just backhands him. Boom, on the ground crying. You help the child. Do you have to punish the, does, does it say you must punish the, the, uh, the person who hit the child? No. Now you have to help the child. So you help the child. You're following your alignment. Now, would you, as a scrupulous character, just stop there? Probably not. But I'm just saying you can you can just stop there <laughs> you're right i just i do know <laughs> oh no 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 like, like like i said all of this is players mental gymnastics to yeah. keep the party going i get it i get it oh you should it's your segment why aren't you up here there that's fine what else we got that was it that was it great okay now next we're going to move on to hellfish alignments this is pretty easy there's not a whole lot of mental gymnastics on this <laughs> i mean the cults i you know i actually wish no i'll say that next segment 
Oops, let's get the uh, yogurt thing off there. There we go. All right, next up in talking about how to play an alignment in a mixed alignment setting or group, Heaton Dog is going to talk to us about the selfish alignments. That's right. Now, the whole premise of this is I'm speaking to you as a player. Your game master in his infinite wisdom has decided that he's going to use a mixed alignment party system, which means there's good, there's selfish, and there's evil. Now, you as a selfish alignment, how do you get along with good, good people in your party and evil people in your party and still play your character's alignment properly? Well, this is in some ways harder than good or evil because you've got guys who are going to be pissed on to the left guys who are going to be pissed about <laughs> you on the right. You're surrounded by jokers and bastards who, who don't like what you're doing for different reasons, but how can we navigate this? Let's find out. The core values of hashtag RP gate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the Dirty Casuals on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Chill Stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. All right, so you are a selfish alignment, and let's look at alignments right now. Let's let's see which one you are. Well, you're, well, you're picking that. I don't like the term selfish. I understand. I, I, I think it should be something a little more neutral, because selfish has the connotation that you're just in it for yourself. I'd like to see something, maybe libertarian isn't the right word either, but something that you know, evokes a little more freedom and a little less, I'm a dick. I get it. Well, speaking of super well, anarch anarchist is a dick let's, let's no. choose anarchist because this is probably the worst. dick <laughs> probably the worst one to go you are an anarchist alignment character well what does that entail let's find out you will keep your word but only if it suits or pleases you <laughs> you don't have to fine say, selfish oh, yeah. is good scout's honor <laughs> and then go whatever doesn't matter Lie and cheat if it feels necessary. And this is another thing where it means lie and cheat whenever you want. Because you as a player can do mental gymnastics to figure out if it was necessary or not. And all you have to, the only person you have to sell is yourself. If you can convince yourself that it was necessary, then it was necessary. Then you can do it. Not likely to kill an unarmed foe, but certainly will knock out, attack, or beat up one. Now, if it just said not likely to kill an unarmed foe and stop there, I would say, oh, yeah, you can kill an unarmed foe. You just have to do the mental gymnastics and like, oh, he needed to die. If I turn my back on him, he would have killed me. This was the only safe play. And fine, whatever. But it had more words after that. But certainly will knock out, attack, or beat up one. This narrows your possible gymnastics ability a little bit because instead of killing him, you can knock him out. You can, you can beat him up so he's no longer a threat. You can do all this stuff to take away the ability for him to be a threat for, and then take away the reason to kill him. So you're probably not going to, unless you can't incapacitate him in a proper way. All right. Never kill an innocent. Although his rash or self-serving actions may injure or kill bystanders by accident. So this gives you an out. 
you can't purposefully kill an innocent person. But if an innocent person dies accidentally, they weren't the target, but you hit them anyway. You missed bullet ricocheted. Uh, you you did a an aerial strike and you accidentally also hit a school. Well, them's the breaks. You know, make an omelet, break a few eggs. That's fine. But you can't do it on purpose. You can use torture to extract information, but you're not likely to do it for pleasure. Not likely. In this instance, you're not going to do it for pleasure. All right. That is evil. That's evil people territory. You'll do it because it needs to get done and you to, you need to get what you need to get. Remember, you're 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 an anarchist selfish. It's pretty much all about you. Seldom kill for pleasure. Seldom. Sometimes you will. It's okay to kill a bad guy and feel good about that for you. It's completely fine. Why do I get Billy the Kid Young Young Guns 2 vibes here? That that's 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 fine. That's actually good. It's actually good. Some someone kills your father figure and you hunt them down and kill them and you take pleasure in that. That is an anarchist. Alignment. Well, I was that's I was fine. picturing the laugh. <laughs> oh. You know. I don't know about the laugh. That's kind of weird. But, you know, if, if you take pleasure in killing someone that killed your family, that's fine. If you're scrupulous, good, you're doing it for justice. If you're if you're evil, you're doing it for revenge. Here, you're doing it because it's got to get done and you're going to feel happy about that. Eye for an eye. That's fine for you. Not likely to help someone without some ulterior motive, even if it's only to show off. Again, here's the help with the mental gymnastics. There's a kid in danger go, going to be going to be killed by by some slaver guy. And you you intercede, save the kid. Why? You can just say, hey, I wanted to show off or I didn't like the way that guy looked. You can do all the mental gymnastics you want to, you know, get that make that happen. Now, do you did you save this kid so you could sell him into slavery? That uh, let's find out if that's okay, because that's an ulterior motive right there. Rarely work within the law unless it serves a purpose. The law is there for you. If the law doesn't help you in the moment, the law can suck it. Now, this helps you more ways than one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over that in a minute. Constantly break the law to achieve your goals. And it's not constant. It's rarely work within the law unless it serves your purpose. This one is a little weird for me constantly break the law constant and rarely are really yeah, I, just, I just see this doesn't care about the law like, yeah you don't care you just do what you do you'll follow the law if the law is the most expedient way to get what you want it's not intentionally it just happened no. to be that you and the law coincided at yeah, that point <laughs> there you go you know that's fine little respect for authority the law or self-discipline that's just all about you man that's fine not work well within groups, tend to do what you please, despite orders to the contrary. This one, this one is just being a dick. You probably want to tone this one down in a mixed party. Tone number 11 down. Yeah, you know, now that you're reading through these again, and I haven't read them in a while, I, I, one of the things I've always thought, if I've felt, with the exception of those first few, which are pretty serious, you know, murder and so forth, yeah. I actually feel that the anarchist is more of a dick than the miscreant. Mm-hmm. Because at least the miscreant has a code of some kind. The anarchist does not. Take dirty money without hesitation. I have no problem with this either, as me as a person. You know, all money at some point from the main, from when it was made to when it got in my hands, 
was had some illicit uh, connotation attached to it. You know, what, what's it like? Thirty percent of all the dollar bills you're going to touch ever in your life have cocaine residue because they were rolled up and used to snort cocaine. That's the way it is, man. All money's dirty. Shut up. Possibly betray a friend. Now, we've gone through all of this. Now, how do you, as a as an anarchist, fit in with worst case scenario, a scrupulous good cyber knight? How well, pr- you... Principled would be would be higher. Uh, principled, sorry. Yeah. I keep saying that. I don't know why. Principled uh, uh cyber knight, how do you exist in the same party? and have the conflict be as little as possible. Well, here we go. Keep your word, but only if it suits or pleases you. Well, keeping your word to the cyber knight suits you because he's in your party and you want him to have your back without question. He can help you in a fight. He can help you get into places you normally can't get into. Why would you lie to him unnecessarily? You wouldn't. As a matter of fact, you would give him your word a lot to crap you don't care about. That way he will think you're a man of your word. That's fine. And, and, and one thing I want to add in here, and this goes more to D&D than it does to Palladium from my experience, especially when it comes to the Paladin or the Cyber Knight in this case, is usually that is a player deal. Not a character deal. The player is trying to epeen, or it's just like, look at me, I got something you can't do. You know, whatever the heck it happens to be to the other paladin player, just to see if you can get the paladin player to trip up or to act in a way that's outside. That's probably 90, if not more, percent of my experience of somebody doing not keeping word or doing these anarchist things to another player in the group. I get all the external factors to the group that usually says something about you as a player, even if you're playing this alignment. I can see that. Lie and cheat if you feel it necessary. Well, the the person you're going to lie to is the cyber knight. No, he just got away. When, when really you threw him in a vat of acid or no, I, I didn't, he didn't have any money on him when you pocketed all of it. Lie your ass off. It's for party cohesion. Now, it's for party cohesion. I do what I want. No. Again, you're playing for party cohesion. Do not lie and cheat other characters just just for just for super funsies because they are going to find out, right? Sooner or later, they're going to find out. And that'll break party cohesion. It's just playing my alignment. Yeah, see... <laughs> this is not a guide to play your alignment. You can do that yourself. You can read this, not do any of this stuff, and you'll be playing your alignment. But you want to make the party go. You want to keep the party together moving forward in the campaign or story or adventure or whatever. You will lie and cheat to keep your status in the group or to get what you want and keep your status in the group. That's why you would lie or cheat. Okay? Do that. Also, one of the things to consider is, uh, well, I'm, I'm parsing a little deeply here, but if your character is not absolutely retarded, I mean, if you've got a character like a 15 intelligence, you're not going to do things that are just flat up stupid. Right. You know, or, uh, or I didn't take other characters out of your shorts. Yeah. Blatantly piss off other characters is not smart. If you have a smart character, you're not going to do that. Not likely to kill an unarmed foe, but certainly will knock out attack or beat up one. Here's the cool thing. Someone's unarmed. They have surrendered to the cyber knight and you come along behind him and pistol whip in the back of the head to knock him out. 
the cybernet's going to go, what the hell? He gave up. And I said, yeah, now I made sure he didn't decide to change his mind tomorrow or in five minutes or whatever. Now, is, is the cybernet going to be upset? Maybe. Is he going to be upset enough to try and get you arrested? No. No, he's not. Because he's also working for Party Cohesion. Because he, he watched my last video. And so he knows you gave him an out. You gave him a reason. It's a logical enough reason. You didn't kill him. You didn't permanently maim him. You didn't cut off his arms or anything. It's fine. You can let it go. And the whole killing by accident thing, there is no principled character in the world who would punish someone besides himself for an accidental death of an innocent or bystander. I'm sorry. There isn't one. Judge not lest ye be judged type thing, okay? If he, if you can convince him or he sees that it was a legitimate accident, the principled character is going to let this go. Maybe give you a chewing out, you know, just, just like Aldo Rain. You've been chewed out before. You'll be okay. But that's about it. Use torture to extract information, but not like do so for pleasure. Okay, use torture. The 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 principled character is not going to use torture. Doesn't want to see the torture. He needs to go for a walk. Someone else in the party needs to take him around the block, let him smell the roses while you do what you got to do. When he comes back, if he asks you what happened, you can tell him if you want to. But again, you can lie. He tried to escape. Now he's all beaten up and knocked unconscious because of it. Eh, but I got the information. Now, is the cybernet going to believe that? Probably not. But it's the way it is. Now, I've been talking about good this entire time. But with selfish, you have to talk about evil. You have to talk about evil. What about the miscreant character? The miscreant evil character. You're, you're in a group with him. How do you get along with him? Well... Let's look here. Seldom kill for pleasure. That's a big out right there. If if you see a miscreant kill for pleasure, you can understand it. You can understand it. Your alignment allows you to give him an out right there. Not likely to help someone without some ulterior motive. The miscreant evil character will respect that. I'm not going to help him. He's not he can't he can't give me anything. He's poor. He's a he's a beggar. Sure, he's being beaten up by a couple kids. But that beggar literally has nothing. There is no reason for me to help him. The miscreant can't go, boss. Yeah. <laughs> the anarchist is really the epitome of selfishness. Exactly. And the and the evil characters can get behind you in most cases. That's why I didn't, I didn't haven't talked about them until now. Because it's super easy. Because you as a selfish character can go either way. You're you're bisexual of alignments. You can go good or evil, doesn't matter. So it's really easy for you to put yourself into an evil alignment group and roll with the punches and be fine. I would say that the anarchist struggles a lot with the aberrant. Because a principled person probably wouldn't kill <laughs> the uh, the anarchist for lying to him or, or you know, doing something unorderly. Uh, uh, the aberrant's not going to have that uh, that restraint. Okay. But the aberrant 
says never kill for, kill for pleasure will always have a reason. But again, just because someone else kills for pleasure, I don't see an aberrant evil character. Oh, not really no, yeah, trying to make a fuss. Not not at that point. I'm just saying that if if there's when push comes to shove, the aberrant definitely wants a sense of order, and the anarchist yeah. is everything yes. but that. Is everything but yes, and and as as but the thing is, as long as you are useful to the aberrant evil character, he will make excuses to keep you around because in the end, you will be helping his agenda you will as long as you're doing that yeah Yeah. the gray area doesn't matter the gray area doesn't matter because the ends justify the means for most of the time for most evil characters the ends justify the means as long as you're you're part of the part of the ends and you're part of the means to get to the ends they'll justify anything they can not as good as you though you can justify anything anything uh rarely work within the law unless it serves a purpose. The aberrant and the miscreant will get behind this for two different reasons. Uh, the rarely work within the law unless it serves its purpose. You can work within the law, which means you can keep the the uh, the aberrant happy because he believes in laws, but he wants loopholes and stuff. Do that. And the miscreant doesn't care about laws. And you know what? In the end, neither do you. So either way, you're good to go. Constantly break the law to achieve your goals. Again, with the with the miscreant, He's on board with you. No problem there. The aberrant, eh, he won't go along with you, but as long as you get results that further his goals, he's fine. Also, don't get caught. That that would be the big one for the aberrant. Yeah, like, yeah. don't get, didn't break the law if you didn't get caught, did you? Right, exactly. Have little respect for authority, the law, or self-discipline. Now, the aberrant is going to have a problem with this. The miscreant doesn't care, but the aberrant is going to have a problem with this. It says little respect for authority, little respect for the law, or little respect for self-discipline. Now, if I were playing this alignment and there was a miscreant evil or a scrupulous good or even a principled or, or scrupulous good character in my group, I would fake respect every once in a while just to keep him happy. Yep. And it doesn't say you can't do that. And really, it's part of your stick if you want to stay with the group you you lie you can lie hello right here lie and cheat if you feel necessary it's right there you can lie and it's fine take dirty money without hesitation the principled good character is not going to like it but if you take the money and don't try and give it to him and he wants to have a problem well he can have a problem if he wants to but it's it's not his money bag it's your Be money fence. You're the fence. Yeah. There you go. Now, another, another, an evil character or another, another selfish alignment is not going to care. Money's money. It's been used for evil at some point. No money is perfectly clean. No money. Possibly betray a friend. Of course. Sorry, pal. Got to, got to say pal. sorry, pal. At Wait the end of that one. Now, all the evil alignments are going to be completely fine with this. All of them have that. Uh, let's see the, oh no, never betray for the, the aberrant character will yeah. never betray a friend. Never. The miscreant character does oh betray friends if it serves his needs and the diabolic character we don't talk about because they're, <laughs> they're, they're not viable. They're not viable in this instance. The aberrant character is going to have a problem with you. The scrupulous principled and even unscrupulous character is going to have a problem with you. Now, Here's the cool thing about the good characters. You can lie. 
always go back to number two. You betrayed a friend. Why did you do that? <gasps> Lie. Because <laughs> at that point, fine. you definitely feel it's necessary. Yes, that is necessary. It's necessary now to lie. It, put bracket, parenthet, parenthetical, whatever, insert lie as needed. Boom, there it is. And right? why, why is it necessary? Well, let's see. There's another number on there because it, uh, which one is it? Uh, there's one of them about basically you just being you. Um, <laughs> you being oh, you, I, I already forgot which one it is. Um, so not I can't, I can't read it. It's too small. To achieve your goals. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah the one that's pure selfishness that we talked about before. Yeah. If you want to stay with the party, you're going to lie because that's your goal. You lie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and, and the one right above it serves your purpose. Yeah. Rarely work within the law unless it serves your purpose. There you go. There it is. I mean, you as a miscreant have to do more mental gymnastics, but you have more outs. You have lots of outs. And that's the beauty of this alignment. It is choice. That's what it's an anarchist. You have infinite choice. None of it is good. None of it is bad. But it's all you. It's all choice. And so you can fit in a party of good guys or party of bad guys because you have the ability to lie almost indiscriminately and you have the ability to stay within your alignment and be a moral chameleon. You can do that. You are allowed. All right. What do we got for chat? I got a few of them here. Uh, let's go over here. Grizzly Beardo. Oh, man. I hope you didn't watch Friday's stream. Just with okay. that name alone. <laughs> All, All right. right. Uh, as a GM, it's easier to make an NPC likable. He's unprincipled or anarchist, too, I think. Just more relatable. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, understand, because uh, these uh, the unprincipled and the anarchist have the most freedom to act how they want. It, it says you can lie. It doesn't say you have to lie. If you think it's necessary, you can lie. No, it's not necessary for me, so you tell the truth. You, you can keep your word if it pleases you. You can just say, it pleases me, and keep your word. Or, it doesn't please me, and don't. You, you can... You are a peg that can choose its number of sides to fit into any hole. So, yeah, that's great. What about characters who hire their true intentions, pretending to be another alignment? Example, sure. good character infiltrating a group of evil characters, but has a personal and secret goal. Okay. Now, that would be very, very hard for a principled character, but a scrupulous and definitely unscrupulous character can easily uh do bad things lie cheat steal as long as you're undercover doing a greater good it's it's very much like a police officer going undercover there are rules you can't personally kill anyone if if you are if you are assisting a robbery of a place you may not take any stolen property over the threshold of the of the uh, property but you can allow other people to do it for you you can beat people, but you can't maim them. You can hurt people, but you can't kill them. There are rules. As long as you stick to the rules and you're a scrupulous or unscrupulous alignment, then you're fine. Then undercover is cool. I, I think that also rules. comes to, and I hate rationalization. I really do hate it because once you open up that little inch, the players dive in they for climb. the mile. Yeah. But 
if you look at the greater good and say, you know, just use the example that we were talking about before, you know, pistol whipping a five-year-old girl. If you're sitting there and say, you know what, the greater good, she's hurt now, but the greater good is I'm going to actually save the lives of 30, 300, 3, you know, whatever. You can rationalize, as long as it's legitimate, you can rationalize that to the point like, okay, I don't like this, but this is something that's just going to have to happen for a greater good to come out of this. Well, a principled alignment cannot do that ever. Never harm an innocent. Couldn't hit the little girl. Scrupulous good, never harm an innocent. Couldn't hit the little girl. Couldn't. Unprincipled. I, 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 I disagree, but that'll be a comment later. And I'll, and okay, I'll explain why in a comment that comes yeah, up later. Never harm an innocent. Can't do it. Selfish anarchist. Never kill an innocent, although his rash and self-serving may injure. Never kill. Hurt is not there. You can beat that little girl for the greater good. It's fine. You can't kill her, but you can beat her up. Tune her up a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. So a, a good character in that scenario could never beat a little girl, even if it was to, it was to save like a thousand lives. You would not be playing your alignment. Never is a strong word that they rarely use here, but when it's used, it's for emphatic effect. Never is means never. All right, what else we got? Or you can be totally upfront about how you feel, and either everybody else deals with it or they don't. I knew an okay. anarchist who tried to sell this approach. You are going against the, the idea of this video. I'm talking to you as a player. You as a player want to make this mixed alignment party work. Think of ways to do that. Don't think of ways to throw a bomb on everyone. That's basically throwing your, your alignment grenade on everyone and say, hey, either, either you accept it or you don't. You know, love me or hate me. This is how I am. Suck it. Don't do that. Because people are going to say, pfft. We don't get out. And for your next character, and this yeah, is Palladium, so it takes character. you a little bit. To... Yeah, exactly. So no, don't don't do that. This is this the whole point of this video is to help you do the mental gymnastics to stick with your alignment, but still stay in the party with a good a good alignment party or an evil alignment party. You can do that, especially with a with a selfish, uh, with a uh, an anarchist alignment. You can do it. What's it's that? highly possible you're not going to have all the fun of the dark side of that, you know, no. uh, acting like the complete chaotic, neutral weirdo that you might have envisioned originally, unless you're crazy in riffs. But uh, you, you, you have ultimate freedom in the end, though. Uh, is this one? Yep. Uh, would mixed alignment groups typically work better for shorter campaigns? They normally don't work at all, but. For a, for a short campaign, yes, it would work better than a long campaign because a long-term campaign, you have to keep that, tamp that tap dancing up for a much longer period of time over months and weeks and weeks and months and maybe years. And uh, yeah, someone's going to drop the ball at some point. But for a shorter campaign, this is absolutely doable. Absolutely doable. I take personal issue with the anarchist alignment. Mostly it's titling. However, the alignments still pigeonhole you too much and don't allow for natural interactions. Your your two dollars, not two cents. Okay. Now, I I disagree with the uh, with the pigeonholing because it only tells you what you can't do, not what you can do. That that's different than many other games and their alignment systems. 
many of the other alignment systems also tell you not only what you can't do, but also what you must do. You must always do this. You must always do that. You will always help those in need. Let's see the, the principled good character. Always keep your word. Avoid lies. Never, never. Always help others. But the next one, always try to help others. See? Right from the apex of good, just one step down, there's wiggle room. That's when the wiggle room starts. These alignments don't want to tell you what you can do, just tell you what you can't. And as alignments go, it's the best system I, I've seen in, in any game. Yeah, I don't like alignments, generally speaking. I think that they're dumb. But Palladium has the best system of alignments out there. And then the last one is, and this is where uh, I've got some commentary, definitely. Uh, I feel alignments are a tool. In my world's alignment is what your PC is 90 95% of the time. Good guys have bad days. That's a very important thing to state yeah. there. Uh, bad guys sometimes do something different. But what is your PC most often? I agree with that. And that I'll is fair. But that is up to the game master to, to yeah. adjudicate. Now, I understand a principled good cyber knight will allow a little girl to die to save 10,000 other innocent people. But you have to role play the heart-wrenching, gut-tearing yeah. awfulness that you let happen. And the game master has to make you go through some kind of penance. And then you're good. Then you can move past it. Then you won't have nightmares every night. So maybe we won't disagree so much then, because this is what I was going to piggyback on. I could see a principled character doing something horrific. Yeah. Through, but there has through... to be punishment for breaking your alignment. There has to be punishment. And that's why it's only things you can't do, not things you must do. These are, these are not restricting your thought, only restricting your action. If you betray an innocent or let an innocent die or kill an innocent, and you are alignment that says you will never do that, there has to be some kind of punishment for that, some kind of in-game problem that arises from that. If not, then what the hell's alignment for, right? Yeah, as long as, long as it's not a game mechanic. No, no, if it's, it's not a game mechanic. It is the game master imposing yeah. some kind of punishment on you okay. or penance yeah. or whatever to make up for that. If you decide not to, that's when you slip alignment. Absolutely. Now, now there are some exceptions that, like a paladin, for example, openly loot. Well, again, I don't know Palladium, but I, I'm, I'm speaking the D and D side. I haven't played a play, uh, paladin in Palladium, but like in D and D, you lose your powers if you do things, even if you do them accidentally sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. So, so I, I'm for I'm for that. What I'm saying is like, well, you didn't play your alignment, so no XP for you today. No, yeah, but no, I played no. my character, and the, what happened was I'm not trying to rationalize it as I should be allowed to do it. I'm rationalizing it like my character's respond. Look at the uh, Rift's game. My character, well, I'm not calling him an alcoholic, but my character's got some severe mental issues now after giving the order to nuke a village. That's not something, because my character's uh, scrupulous. That's yeah. not something I gave lightly. Now, based on the information I had, it made sense. Also, and based we, on the information during the battle that I gave you, it yeah, made sense as well. Everything tied up made sense, and who we were working for. We kind of knew, I mean, those were our orders anyway, right? But... Yeah. That was not my intent going in, and that happened over because 
things came together. I didn't want to do it. And after the fact, it wasn't like, hey, we nuked the city. Who cares? No, my character's like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Why yeah. did this happen? You know, no, no, the the long the long story short of it is that if you break alignment because you believe your character would break alignment, if you don't want your alignment to change for the better or worse, depending on how you broke it and why, then you have to role play some kind of penance yeah. or problem going forward and and there can be in game like you said in game things like uh the news media i mean again it depends on your setting news media is after you the, uh, the cops uh, are after you cops are after you people won't help you anymore whatever it happens to be depending again depends on your setting and how you know what world you're playing in but yeah there could just be that intangible stuff like wow we used to get support now all of our money dried up yeah because nobody wants to be around somebody who does these things etc cetera, right. et cetera. so yeah, there are in-game effects and you have to role play them if if you broke your alignment. If you like, now screw it. It does. I did the right thing. Guess what? Your alignment just shifted into something that believes that that was the right thing. So the the little girl, the little girl. Let's say you just had to you had to let her die, not kill her, but let her die, let it happen. And you and you're were, the anarchist. And you were principled good. Okay. Always help others. You failed. You failed that. But you as a player say, no, my character doesn't care because it was for the greater good. I'm like, really? Okay, let's go down until we find something that fits. Always try to help others. Nope, that doesn't fit because you didn't even try. And we move down to unprincipled. Usually help those in need. And we got a, we got a winner. You went from principled by the book to unprincipled with that one action and no contrition. So for me, I wouldn't do it off a of one. I would do it one. One's a um, what's the term? Uh, well, two's a coincidence. Three is three's a trend. By the third time, absolutely. The first okay. time, I'm going to look at you squinty eyed. Second time, really? This is this is what you're doing with the character. By the third time, then then I would definitely hit with the no, alignment here, change. Here's here's my here's my argument with that. In this instance, the the uh, principled cyber knight let the girl die because it was for the greater good. But instead of feeling bad about that, the player tells me my character still feels like it was the right call. I did the right thing. I don't deserve any punishment. That right there is an emphatic declaration of an alignment change. And we have to find the nearest alignment that fits that worldview. And that's unprincipled. Now, and then we'll, we'll add one more question here before we move okay. on to the next uh I mean, I, I get what you're saying. We're going to just continue to talk in circles and disagree right. about that. But but I, I get what you're saying. I just don't think that one instance should do it. But at the same time, if you take a strict reading of the book, I see I see what you're... Oh, no, that's not it. Sorry. Um, or is it? There it is. Everything scrolled. Okay, dark question for my fellow Rifts nerds. Okay. Can you play... And I, and I saw this. I wasn't going to put it up, but then I saw this last part here. Can you play a coalition PC NPC as scrupulous or even principled under the rationale that DBs aren't really people? Yes. I'm doing it. <laughs> 100%. 100% yes. Yes, you can. Because uh, the main defining factor besides... Besides these, let's say principled. I am a principled CS, uh, CS uh, uh, dog, uh, dead boy, right? I always keep my word. Okay. I can do that. I'm just following orders. Avoid lies. That's great. You, your military structure doesn't want you to lie anyway. Never kill or attack an unarmed foe. All DBs are armed. 
they have magic, they have psionics, they have claws, they have poison, they have tentacles, and you have no idea which one is which. If you hesitate, the person to the right or left, you could pay the price for that. You will not. Never harm an innocent. You are taught no DB is innocent. You are taught that from a child's age. Now, is that a rational? Would that be a rationalization? Because again, I don't like rationalization. Oh, see, I can get by with this stuff. Uh, or is that? Or would you say? And and to be fair, this is what I believe. That by the system, you feel that that you're not harming an innocent. You feel you are the good guys. You are trying to be in your heart of hearts. You are trying to do right. And this is how you've been indoctrinated your entire life. So you can't see it any other way. No, you don't see it anyway, because to this, to you, this is true. All yeah. DBs are evil. No DB is innocent. This has been your mantra since you were three years old and could understand speech enough to understand this. Never torture for any reason. That's fine. You can do that as a, as a as a uh, dog boy grunt soldier you kill or don't kill you don't need to torture you're that that's not that's not your thing you're not going to be in that situation never kill for, kill for pleasure that's fine you're killing to protect your family you're killing for humanity it's he not might not fun. even be killing but you know. no it's not fun it's necessary yeah always help others what does others mean well definitely not dbs other humans that's what others means humans humans are people dbs are not I, I would get a little squinty eye with somebody if it's if the db was human like looking we'll say just a normal a normal human that came from palladium fantasy for lack of a better term a ranger sure. so no special sure. powers or whatever i would expect that character and to not want to kill that person no no initially no no but if your superior said no this 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 one's a db i need you to kill it if if it if it lives, it'll cause problems for the coalition later on. Boom. DB's not a person. DB is an animal. A dangerous animal that needs to be taken out. Okay. And all of this, all of these things fit as you being a coalition soldier can follow all 13 of these tenets. And to play a principled good character, this is all you need to do. Follow these 13 tenets. You can do that in any in any organization that isn't openly evil. You can do this. Keaton Dog turning alignment system into subjective morality when it's meant to be more objective. Here's the problem with all alignment systems and all, all yeah, and all, all players rationalize it. This is why I like the Palladium one the best because he can look at it. Now we disagree on what does never mean. Obviously, never means never. But I would allow a player if there's full, if you can really justify it and you role play it well in terms of you're despondent after the fact. You didn't want to do it. It was just something that I had to make a quick choice and I made the wrong one. Thought it was the right one at the time. Whatever. I'll let something like that slide once, maybe twice. After that, no, 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 no. He's, you know, he reads never is never, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 is... no. You're you're misremembering. You're misremembering. I said if if they if they show contrition or take punishment okay. for it, it's fine. But if they're adamant, saying no, I did the right thing, no matter what, I stand by it. That is adamantly a different okay. alignment. I typically don't like 
because I because here's my experience. One of the things that I do in my games, and we should probably get in the third one here in a second, but uh, is I always look for how are the players going to manipulate this, whether it's a spell, you know, somebody wants to try something new with a spell, or somebody wants to use a, a feat or power or talent or whatever in a special way. The first thing I think of isn't, can this be done now? The first thing I think of is how is the character or the player going to try to manipulate this in the future if I let them do it now? Because I, I am actually the type, you might not know this, but I'm actually the type that wants to say yes to a player. But players, will be, oh, but you let me do it that? No, it says right here. And so I usually shut shit down. I end up saying no because I'll shut it down quickly. And when it comes to alignment, yeah, I, if you're starting to rationalize why, well, I should be able to do it because in my mind, I think it's actually good because no. No, and that's where he, the dog's absolutely right. Yeah, and here's the thing. This, uh, it turns subjective morality into objective, uh, objective into subjective, but it doesn't because it has the words always and never. Always and never, I hold to a higher standard. Always and never. That is not subjective. That is, that is objective reality. Never torture for any reason avoid lies doesn't say doesn't say never lie and you notice that right it says it doesn't say that always keep your word never kill for pleasure never harm an innocent these are hard stops there is no subjective nonsense in this you break this you break your alignment you take punishment or you change alignment that is it that is it there's only 13 rules as long as you follow these 13 rules Technically, everything else is fair game. These and in a lot of cases, they're not rules, they're guidelines. They're, yeah, sometimes they're <laughs> guidelines. But you follow these things and you are playing your alignment correctly. That That's awesome. No other alignment system gives you this clear, I'm doing it right, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. You, the arguments are so much bigger over the D&D alignments. Like oh, people, yeah. uh, the, I uh, look again, I'm not an, I'm not a fan of alignments. I want characters to act how they are and be who they are, maybe even change over time, whatever. But as far as alignment systems go, this is to me, it's the best. And I haven't seen anybody come up with a better one, even though some have tried. Okay, and now that, here, here's per again. Oh, nope. Here's per again. I love how whenever Max points out, oh, no, nope, that's not it. Nope, that wasn't it. There it is. Nope, that's not it. Either. God damn it! It was on my screen, and then then chat happened. <laughs> God damn it. Eh, whatever. All right. They're not gonna find it anymore. No, I lost it. It's fine. Okay. So everybody can like, subscribe, and share. Uh, we went a little, you know, a little off there at the, toward the end, but that's but I think that it's a type of discussion that people need to hear as far as how to do alignments in your game. And I actually like this presentation that Heathen Dog's giving us with terms. He's not just saying, what does good alignment mean? What does selfish alignment mean? What is evil? No. How do you play this in the group with the people of the other alignments? And guess what we're talking about next? How to play evil, evil character in a party of good and selfish. And, well, guess what? Other evils. Can evil actually get along with itself? We'll find out in just a few moments or in a couple of days. Skeletor says no. All right. I had to look over at chat to see if Bruce was here when you did that. All right, give, give me a second. Give me a second. Sure, no problem. See, nerdy. 
No, you can look, there were whether we like it or not, there were good people in the Nazi, uh, maybe not in the Nazi party. I don't know about that, but there were good people fighting for Germany. There were good people fighting for, uh, you know, on both sides of the Russian Revolution. There are good people in the American and the French Revolution. Napoleon had good people that worked for him, you know, and, and it might not be good for us, might not be good for everybody but there were people who honestly had their hearts in the right place hell look at like the crusades and so forth you know, people had their hearts in the right place they were either just misguided i'm not saying whether it was the crusader side or the muslim side or whatever that was misguided but uh you know to everybody who has a you know if my belief wins i was right if your belief wins you were right you know i i think that people can be good and hold those values and still be on the wrong team. Maybe not at the high echelons. I don't think that the the average stormtrooper in in uh, Star Wars was a bad guy. Dude was just making money, thought he's doing the right thing, just followed a bad philosophy that didn't realize it was a bad philosophy. Now, was Vader bad? Yeah, Vader is uh, aberrant. Was the Emperor bad? He was diabolical. <laughs> like, like that. That's those are easy. Uh, All right. You know, the people at the top might be, but. The individual who's, you know, working. That's like when people say now, oh, you know, everybody who's in the military just supports X, Y, and Z. Well, I've been working for DOD for 30 years. I know what I support and what I don't support. And uh, just because I don't go light bombs at my building because I, A, don't want to go to jail, and B, don't want to lose my security clearance, and C, there's nobody Go to there. jail? You're not going to see a jail cell. Oh, yeah. You're going to get shot. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> also- You're bombing a top secret facility. There's literally nobody there to- to do anything you see what i'm saying like why why would i well you're just part of the machine you must be no evil. No, it, no i'm not it's it's the clerk's fallacy it's the you know the the janitor on the death star yeah, yeah sure he is he's still in the military but his job is sanitation you know or he contracted work to to the to the empire as sanitation worker you murdered him no he was bad he was part of the he was part of the empire industrial complex dude he was just trying to feed his family that's all he was doing. He wanted a job. He didn't support the empire. He supported not his child not dying of starvation. That's what he supported. You're the and this dick. is where Rex Teal and I well, we have well we have an opposite opinion on that one because I you know somebody like let's use Dra Dragonlance as a great example. King Priest of Istar, King Priest mm -hmm. of Istar, who called down indirectly yeah, yeah. The, the cataclysm. God tried to tell him he was wrong and stupid, but no, he stuck to his guns. But the problem is, I think that is that is a he's, bad. He's thing, lawful evil. He was good. No, he was lawful evil. Yeah, at least in the book that evil. I. But yeah. but he was still receiving powers from Paladine. Yes. He yes, still he had like people are oh, you'd lose all your abilities. Well, that's weird because Paladine let him keep his abilities. Now again, different game master will do different things. But the point right. is, is he had got so full of himself that he was lawful evil. My point was is that everybody saw him as good. The flip side is you can see somebody as evil because he doesn't share your beliefs, your ideology. That person isn't necessarily evil. Yeah, you're talking about subjective stuff. It's you who's being subjective at that point. Look at religion, man. Religion yeah. on earth. Like I, in the last couple of weeks, anybody watch Friday Night Chill stream would, would know that in the last couple of weeks, I've mentioned that I've been looking into a lot of denominational stuff based on some people I work with and some things that are going on at work. And there are people who hate each other over the fact that, oh, you don't baptize the same way I do. What? Okay. So we sprinkle kids and you dunk adults. Does that really matter? Yes, it matters. You heathen. Like, whoa, whoa. You know, 
uh, who's really the evil one there? Are either yeah. of them evil? No, no, that's well, not necessarily. The, I should the, say only the person who who cast the stones are evil in that in that scenario. So, all right, let's um, right. talking about evil. All right, for our final uh, overview of how to play a certain type of character with other type of characters, Heathen Dog is going to tell us about the evil lines. How do you play an evil character in a group of other evils, other selfish, other good, a mixed, a mixed bag? Tell us, Heathen Dog, how are we going to do this? All right, so this scenario, talking to you as a player, your game master, in all of his beautiful wisdom, has decided that there's going to be a selfish alignment or a good alignment in your evil campaign. And you being evil and don't want to screw over the table, have to find a way to keep group cohesion together. Now I've done good. I've done selfish. And this now is your turn. You're the bad guy, but you need everyone in the party to affect your ends, to get to your goals. How do you do that with someone who may not see the world the same way you do? and want to maybe hinder you sometimes. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the Dirty Casuals on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Chill Stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. The core value... Hit the wrong button. <laughs> I really, really hate that YouTube does not let you type a message at somebody, and then when you put an emoji in there, it strips out all the text. That sucks. Yeah. All so right, anyway, so, tell us about evil alignments. All right. You are an evil character, and the game master side to allow, let's say, worst case scenario, a good character in your party. I'm not going to say principled good. Let's say scrupulous good, because that's way too far-fetched for me to get into. A, a, a principled good cyber knight in your party no a scrupulous good character in your campaign how do you deal with that how do you keep the the campaign going by not sacrificing group cohesion by keeping the group together well let's talk about it let's go to riffs q90 and let's look at evil alignments. Now let's we we're not doing diabolic. We're not doing diabolic because in my opinion no one should play a diabolic evil, but this is an evil group, right? So maybe the the game master definitely allows diabolic, but diabolic isn't usually good for group cohesion at all. So we're going to stay we're going to go to the next next worst thing which is miscreant. All right, you are a miscreant alignment. So, let's overview what that means you not necessarily keep your word to anyone. You can give your word, but it's as good as a coin flip. You know, it, it depends on how you feel at the time. Or or if it will uh, progress your goals, your ideals, or, you know, do something for you in the moment. Then you'll keep your word. That's fine. Lie and cheat indiscriminately to anyone for any reason. Woo That's what indiscriminately means, just for whatever. For funsies. You'll lie, it doesn't matter. That, that's going to that's going to help you find out 
kill an unarmed foe as readily as you would a potential threat or competition. You will kill. Now, it doesn't immediately say it's for pleasure, right? Doesn't immediately say it'll say it later on, but it doesn't immediately say that. So it doesn't have to be for that. But you you will kill someone for literally any reason you want. If you can justify a reason in your own head, you're allowed to kill somebody and not break alignment. It's fine. But you don't have to. Don't have to. Use or harm an innocent. You can, for any reason you want, use or harm an innocent. Now, does it say kill? No. It doesn't. But what if you accidentally die through the act of harm? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't say you will. But you can use or harm an innocent. Use torture for extracting information or pleasure. There you go. You can torture anyone. Doesn't matter. If, if they have information you want, you get it however you want to get it. You want to be happy about that? That's up to you. You don't have to be, but you can. May kill for sheer pleasure. This is the rub. This is the one that's going to get you in trouble. Now, notice it says may. Don't read kill for sheer pleasure. Remember the word may. It's an important part of the sentence structure. You don't have to. If you say, I will never kill for pleasure, guess what? You can still do that and be playing the miscreant evil alignment. You can. Feel no compulsion to help without some sort of tangible reward for you. That's fine. That's fine. Now, unlike the selfish alignment, it doesn't say possible tangible reward. You want a tangible reward to be worth your time in helping this person. Now, is that tangible reward just getting getting them to owe you a favor? Maybe. They definitely will. You can say you owe me one for saving your life or for chasing off the bandits. You owe me one. And then you enforce it and it's done. Have no deference to law, but will work within the law if you must. Here's a cool one right here. It means you can break the law if you want. Or you follow the law if you want. That's it. The law means nothing to you. You follow it, you don't, doesn't matter. Blatantly break the law for your own goals and pleasure. Again, this is kind of attached to number eight as an addendum because this adds the caveat of pleasure. You can also break the law just for funsies. Again, it's if you want. You don't have to follow the law for any reason whatsoever. And one of those reasons here is possibly for pleasure. Dislike and distrust authority and the law. That's fine. That's fine. Doesn't say you must automatically kill all lawmen. No, man. You don't trust the law. You don't trust authority. Sometimes that's healthy. That's fine. It's usually your your fault, though, that you don't trust. <laughs> yeah, probably. Work with others if it will help you attain your personal goals. That This is the cool part. You can work with a team. You can work as part of a group. As long as the group's goal is either your goal or helps you in your goal, you will do it. And you can make that really simple. My goal is to get to level 15. 
No, it has to be a character goal, not a player goal. Eh. There. <laughs> Take dirty money, stolen goods, illegal items, as well as steal valuables for himself whenever the opportunity arises. Here's the thing. There, like I, like I said earlier, in real life, there's no such thing as clean money. All, all money was used for an illicit purpose at some point since it was minted. But a good aligned character would have trouble or not be able to take money that is obviously dirty. That knows it came from illicit activities. You don't care. Money is green. Green, green means go. That's it. Money's money. And while you're there, while, while, while you're torturing this guy, you take his watch. He's not going to need it. I need it. And I want it. So I take it. Fine for you, but you don't have to. You don't have to take dirty money. You don't have to take stolen goods. You don't have to steal. You don't have to do any of that, but you can. Betray a friend if it serves your needs. Does that say you will betray a friend? I don't know. I can't read it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Does that say you will betray a friend? Mm. No, unfortunately, it doesn't. Does that say you have to betray a friend? No. Does it say you can betray a friend? In not so many words, yes. Yes, it does. These are important distinctions. And 14, have no respect or concern for the lives or welfare of others. General folk out there, you don't care about them. The news, you know, CNN comes on and another white girl's been kidnapped or fall or fell into a well or was bitten by a dog and mauled, has no face now. You don't care. Other people's problems are on other people's minds, not yours. Does it say you can't care? No. Does it say you will not care? No. You just have no concern for most, for most people you don't know, you, you shouldn't care. Now, is there a reason to care? Sure. If it, if it, uh, if it uh, advances your goals or your agenda or whatever, yeah, then, then you'll, you'll care. But until then, no, don't care. Now that is, that should be everything. Yes, that is everything for a miscreant evil character. Now let's say you are in a group with one scrupulous character. Let's look at scrupulous. What will he not abide? Here we go. Scrupulous character will keep his word to any other good person. He can lie to you. You can lie to him. What's he going to do? Cry foul about it? Suck it up, buttercup. Everyone's a liar, even you. Lie only to people of selfish or evil alignments. Well, again, there is no, there's no butting of heads on this one. He'll lie to you. You'll lie to him. Everyone knows the score, man. I, I would say though that over the over not even a long term over just a moderate term term that would cause problems. The the well, lying to each other to to each character. No no not I, like you I, can't you can't lie to me. I can't lie to you. But the fact that I can't trust somebody that I'm working with, I'm not I'm not against the idea that they can lie. But if you're just too constantly lying to each other all the time, sooner or later one of you's gonna be like I'm out or you get out or sooner or later perhaps. But you you can you can keep those balls in the air for a long time. Because the scrupulous character in an evil alignment campaign knows the score. He can lie to you. Why can't you lie to him? 
You know, he's not that high horse to not understand that. I, I just look at the group dynamic yes. of it, though, it. where it's I like you it. can't work together over time if I you can't. It. Again, this video is to give PCs ammunition in their gun to keep the party together. I got you. Never attack or kill an unarmed foe. Does that say never allow anyone else to attack or kill an unarmed foe? Here, let's let, let's zoom in a little bit. There you go. Nope. No, it doesn't. Never harm an innocent. Does that say never allow anyone else to harm an innocent? No. Nope. I don't see that either. Never torture for pleasure, but may use muscle to extract information from criminals and evil characters. Oops. What the hell with that. God well, damn, let's that... get let's get all legal easy with you for a second, even though this is the dumbest comment ever, but you know somebody's gonna try it. Probably. Uh, I uh, let's say the character was actually uh anarchist and not evil. But you don't have a detect alignment spell. Well, you just broke your alignment because he wasn't really evil. Oh, no. That's that's the awesome thing about Palladium. The detect alignment spell only works for people who are diabolic evil or supernatural evil. I'm saying it. outside of that, because you can't tell. Evil can't. can be subjective. Evil yes. can be, I see what you're doing as evil. I don't care if your alignment's principled. Now, that might be a, a stretch depending on most situations. But, but it's a scenario that's possible, it, if not like Right. You are evil, therefore, no, I get to do this, or I have to do this, however you want to look at it. So, so far, you, as the, as the, as the evil character, working with a scrupulous character in your group, you bending over for them a little bit because you want to keep party cohesion, so far... He's not he's not going to inherently be pissed off that you're killing you're harming people or you're killing people. And if he's on board with group group cohesion as well, then he's going to meet you halfway. You can lie to each other all day. No one's going to be super pissed off about well, no no one's going to be unconscionably pissed off about that. Never kill for pleasure. He can kill. He knows that sometimes killing is necessary. You you kill for fun. You know what you don't want to do? Killing in front of the scrupulous character in your group? Enjoy it too much. Just don't show it. Just don't show it. Be all Dexter on him. Yeah, you can be you, you can kill him. Just don't enjoy it. Don't like grab your crotch and make weird noises. Don't do that. <laughs> Teabagging him in the <laughs> Exactly. Don't don't do that crap. And you're fine. But my character always does that. Then your character's a serial killer or just straight up nuts. I'm sorry. He's not going to be part of a good group anyway. Always try to help others. This one's rough. You have to you have to work with your scrupulous character on this one. If you're screwing with people in his in in the scrupulous character's uh, site, they have to be in the enemy camp. The enemy camp in the scrupulous character's mind. They have to be an enemy. And then it's fine. The scrupulous character will try and stop you if you just start beating on a small child. Did the child have a gun? No. Did the child have information? No. You as an evil miscreant don't care. You can beat people for funsies, including little girls. But the scrupulous character has to care. Has to. So you, as your evil alignment, have to understand that. Don't trigger number seven in your don't trigger his number seven don't do it you can beat that little girl all you want just don't let him see it 
Don't let him, don't let him know. You can let him find out about it later. There's nothing he can do now. But at the moment, he will have to jump in. Or you can use that to your advantage. This little girl doesn't trust you, doesn't trust anyone. So you be the bad guy. The scrupulous character in your party will jump in, protect her. Now the little girl is bonded with the scrupulous character. You can get the information you want now from this little girl. You want to kill her later? Fine, kill her later. I don't care. Outside of the eye shot of the scrupulous character, and that's fine. Attempt to work within the law whenever possible. Well, you, as, as the miscreant evil, can work within the law if you want, which means you don't have to activate number eight. Or you can break the law. It doesn't say everyone around you must attempt to work within the law. It doesn't say that. He has to attempt, not you. He does. So if you want to pick a lock or kick the door down or search without a warrant, you can. And you did not activate number eight for your scrupulous groupmate. Mm. Conspiracy and accomplice, but okay. (laughs) Tell him to go for a walk. Bend and occasionally break the law. Break the law when deemed necessary. This means he may use strong arm techniques, harass, break. Okay, here's the thing. This, this goes along the line with the whole torture thing and stuff like that. A scrupulous character is allowed to torture for information. Not, not maiming and not death, but tuning up is fine. You can break the law if it is necessary and if he deems it necessary. If there's someone in trouble in there, if the, if the item you need to get is in there and you need it now, he can break the law. Give your good character, give give your good aligned party mate an excuse. Give him an excuse. Remember, you can lie to each other. It's fine. Tell him you heard a little girl crying just for a second. He will break the door down for you. No and you're allowed there? to lie. That is a way that I would say you're allowed to lie to him without breaking party cohesion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I was wrong. Game master. I must have. I must have failed that role. Oh, well. Move on. It works fine. Lie to him. He wants to be lied to at this point. Uh, Distrust authority. Well, good. So do you. Well, you have no regard for authority whatsoever, but yeah. Again, you're, you're you're, you're not activating a tenant. Work with groups, but dislike confining laws and bureaucracy red tape. That is fine. You can play your alignment just fine. You just have to watch out for a couple of couple of no-goes he's got some nevers he's got an always watch those never attack or kill an unarmed foe never harm an innocent this one's the worst for you as an evil alignment this one is the one that's going to be triggered most always try and help others now in this instance others is a non-combatant or a friendly the scrupulous character will always try and help a non-combatant you could always set them up to help help another to distract them over there while you go do your (laughs) yes you you use it you are evil you should be using your scrupulous character uh uh, party mate as much as you can without tripping any of his asimov laws here (laughs) all right remember you're evil mental gymnastics is your bag you can justify anything do it Freaking do it. This by far is the easiest alignment to play in 
in uh against a a a group that has one or two good people or one or two miscreant this is the easiest one to navigate it because the evil alignments give you so many options you have so many things that are open to you you can do whatever you want or you cannot do whatever you want it's great you can keep the scrupulous people happy all day long principal people and eh, the shoe's going to drop eventually <laughs> it's just gonna i'm sorry it's going to drop eventually but the scrupulous or say you know unscrupulous or any of the selfish alignments you you can work pretty well almost all the time because you can do the greatest amount of Chinese gymnastics in your head to get the outcome that you want. So let's look at some chat. Yeah, only started five. There's some good uh, stuff that went on, but these are the ones I thought were. Okay. I just want to say I'm enjoying all this. And I appreciate everyone. Uh, well, I appreciate everyone here sharing our love of role playing. Good time. Yay. Thank you, Perk. Here we go. My alignment is diabetic. I, I salute you. I think, I think he meant diabolic, but I just, that was. No, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. I, I had to put that up there. <laughs> he could have meant diabetic. Just be funny. He could have, yeah. Um, but I've been reading the rest of his, his uh, but anyway. Uh, I noticed that the most extreme alignments, principal diabolic, seem mm-hmm. to be the hardest to have in multi-aligned groups. This makes sense to me. Yes, it does make sense because it is the most restrictive in what you can do and for, for scrupulous. I'm sorry for for principled, and then the most restrictive for what you can't do. That diabolic is that weird thing. You almost can't do good things. You almost can't. Well, let's Even take a look it, at diabolic when we're done with chat here, because there's a yeah. little bit of contention with that okay. in in. All right, we'll, chat. we'll check it out again. I don't recommend it in a in a party at all because it is the only non supernatural alignment that can be detected by your C aura spells and whatever. Uh, evil. got a couple more here real quickly uh so i'm like to party but i think alignments are a good thing to help drive people to more role-playing instead of just playing as self-insert that was yeah. the original intent that even the original way in day yeah but it, it got perverted but i think palladium can bring it back i mean if, if if people use the palladium alignment system in their other games i think their other games will function better yeah especially when combined with the palladium experience point system and then finally, uh, yeah, uh, you can play. We play evil all the time. No one trusts each other. It's fun, and we get shit done. Funnily yep. enough, before I met this guy up there, <laughs> I ran a pretty—I wouldn't call it lengthy, but it was—it was a few month long evil campaign. Those party members got along better than the good the good party members, and it drove me crazy. Uh, I've talked about it a couple of times, but yeah, the, the, and they were super powered evil. Like we're talking like a vampire, a lich, a drow. Sure. Um, I forget what else was in there, but they got along better, but it was because of one reason and one reason only. They knew they were all being hunted because of all the nonsense they were doing. So they had to work together to prevent people from finding them, hunting them down and killing them. It's kind of like, I think, like Grim Jim's game, Actual Fucking Monsters. Pardon me for cussing, but that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game it, system, so that's weird. Uh, where it's like you're actually doing evil stuff. And they got along better than the people in the good groups. So, yeah, it can be done. Did you want to show Diabolic? Yeah. Uh, we, have, we don't have anything else? Nope, that was the last one, okay. and I forgot to. So, evil alignments. Let's look at Diabolic Evil. Come on. 
There we go. Rarely keep your word and has no honor. Normally, that that's fine. You can get away with that. You can keep your word if you want, or you or don't. A lot of other alignments have that. That's nothing real special. Just the tone of it. Not to be pedantic, but rarely to me, if we're going to say that always means always, never means never. Yeah. Rarely means that most of the time you're most not going to keep. Not. Exactly. Okay, that that is fair. That is fair. Exactly. You're, you're not going to keep your word most of the time. If you do, that's like a red letter day. <laughs> it's great. Lie and cheat to anyone. That's not a whole lot different than many of the others. Yes. Many others, what you will lie or you can lie. This one is just you lie and you cheat to anyone, anywhere. Do you have to? No. But will you? Most likely. Yes. Most certainly attack and kill an unarmed foe. This is important. Most certainly. I would say this, unless it will be a complete detriment to yeah. you. You will kill an unarmed foe if they are in your way in the slightest. If you know you're going to go to prison by doing this, you will be caught. You probably won't. You won't do it. If you know that you will most likely be caught and punished for it, you won't do it. But in any other circumstance, you will kill someone for looking at you sideways. That's what you would do. Hurt and kill an innocent without a second thought and for pleasure. Okay, here's the, here's the thing on that. It doesn't say you will. But when you add in without a second thought, that means you as a player, if you are playing your character and you're like, oh, my character is annoyed by this guy, immediately kill him. Don't think a second time. Just do it. Hurt him. Break their legs. Break their arms. Break their nose. Take out his eye because it offended you. Pluck it out. Do it. Then you're playing your character. You're playing your alignment at that point. If your initial thought is to hurt this person, hurt him. This is the person that keeps bodies in the basement. Yes. Yes. Chained to a wall. For funsies. For talks funsies. To, talks to the dead bodies on the wall, has real conversations with them. That's this guy. All right. Use torture for pleasure and information regularly. I want you to see the order regularly. of operation here. The order of operation here is important. Everywhere else is information, then pleasure. Everywhere else is information, then pleasure. Here it's pleasure first. Let's look at for me. It's a regularly this. Like, like, oh, hold on. I got my appointment. To... <laughs> Here we go. This one's unprincipled. Where's torture? Uh, never kill for pleasure. Will attempt to bring it's the one right above in, it. But okay, let's look at let's look at anarchist. It's number torture, five, torture, I think. Torture. Yeah, it's number five. Number five. Never torture for pleasure. Okay, let's look at the other evil. Miscreant evil. Torture for extracting information and pleasure. Information first. <laughs> information first, pleasure second. For the diabolical, pleasure first. Torture for pleasure, information second. And on the regular, it's your go-to move. Torture is your go-to move. Hey, it's effective. Let's do it. And even if it's not effective, it's fun. Yeah, if not effective, it's fun. Let's do it. I love I love doing it. Let's do it all, all we can. It's like, you know, uh, cake. Cake is great. I'll have cake. This is just frosting. Cake. Yeah, it's just frosting. It's great. It's awesome. And for more frosting, thank you, Patriotic Gestalt, for $10. Thank you. No message. $10, though. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Kill for sheer, sheer pleasure. 
there is no good alignment that will sit by and, and see sheer pleasure. Sheer pleasure is apparent. It's unhideable. You literally are, are wanking off while, while stabbing someone. That's the kind of pleasure that a diabolical, evil, alignmented person would have. What are you no doing tonight? Uh, you around. Filet of human. Yeah, no one's going to want you around. Be likely to help someone only on a whim or to set them up for there something later. Oh, I accidentally helped somebody. Whoops, my bad. Yeah, it was, it was a passing thought. You saw a little girl being dragged into an alley with her skirt starting to be ripped off. And you shot that guy in the head. Why? Eh, you wanted to kill somebody. Why not? It was a whim. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> it was a whim. The only reason that you shot that guy is because the commotion caught the corner of your eye and your peripheral vision. And you looked and you're like, Ooh, someone I can kill. Blam. And that's it. That's why you killed him. The girl was incidental. Didn't even factor into you at all. In fact, now, if you could just find her. Yeah, there you go. Rarely attempt to work with the law. Now you using, using uh, Max's rarely rule, which I like, we're going to use it. <laughs> If you have a choice between upholding the law and breaking the law, nine times out of 10, you're going to break it just because. Break it the law. Break it the Exactly. You're going to break it because it's fun. You're going to break it because it's what you do. You're going to break it because it's the first thing that comes in your mind. But will you work within the law? You can. Under certain circumstances, you can. And blatantly then there's number nine. The, <laughs> blatantly break the law and mock authority. Like I said, nine times out of ten, you're going to break the law and you're going to have fun doing it. Despise honor, authority, self-discipline, views them as a weakness. Despise these things. This is the word that is most important in this sentence. You didn't see it in other things. Not respect, fine, but despise. People who show honor, who have authority and who show self-discipline are wretches in your mind. You think they are awful and dirty and wrong. So you instantly don't like them. If I remember correctly, and I don't know if it's written here, but one of the books that I was reading through last year actually talked about how the aberrant alignment actually hates the diabolic more than the uh, principle. More than the scrupulous? Yeah, because, because laws are the most important thing to an aberrant evil where laws to a principled and scrupulous alignment are not the most important thing. Life and liberty and law come, come in that order. So yes, since the diabolical uh, evil character has no regard for law whatsoever, it goes against the prime tenet of the aberrant evil. All right, not work well within a group. You don't want this guy in your group. He's either the leader or he's leading you into a trap where you all die. He takes your shit. He sells it. He buys himself a new group of lackeys. That's exactly what the diabolical evil person is going to do. Never be in a group with a diabolical evil person. They're going to betray you just for your socks. Because they don't care about you. Oh. Always take dirty money. Okay, here's here's the word we haven't seen before in this in this particular one. Always. Someone offers you a bribe, you take it. Do you keep your word? No. But if, if money's on the table, you're going to take it. Oh, hit, hit, number, hit number 11, because I think it's important for player characters. Okay. Not work well within a group, constantly disregarding orders and vying for power command. Yes. If you can't be the leader, 
then you're just you're just gonna you know betray everyone and buy new followers. That's what you're gonna do. You have to be in charge. The only authority you respect is yours. That's it. Betray a friend without hesitation. After all, you can always find new friends. See, I just said you can buy new friends. You betray your party, you sell their guns and their armor, and you buy new friends. Yay. Yay, team. But the thing is here, without hesitation. This means if you're playing a diabolical evil character, you want to play your alignment, the very first time your uh, you one of your player one of your uh, teammates is worth more dead than alive to you, you kill them without hesitation. If that team member is worth more to you captured than free, he's in a cage. Without hesitation. Especially if it's a cage in your basement where you get to later torture. Whatever, whatever. Wherever (laughs) he is most most valuable to you is where he's going to go. And you are not going to think twice. You're going to be without hesitation on this. You're going to send him there. Send him to Jesus if if it's most advantageous to you. Associate mostly with other evil alignments because no one else can freaking stomach you. And even they only do it because they're sycophants. They only do it begrudgingly. Now it says mostly. There, there's the rub. You know, so one scrupulous character can be in your group, and guess what? That's mostly. That's mostly evil. There you go. You, you're a winner. So, so you you can't throw this in the GM's face and say you can't do it because you're breaking my alignment for me. No, if there's one selfish or one good alignment in your group, it's not breaking. It's mostly evil. So there's that. All right. So I got two two more chats of uh, this one. You so don't. how do you put diabolic PC? You in the... Yeah, you, you don't. don't. I've said that many times throughout this entire episode. Diabolical evil should not be a PC class. It doesn't work in a group. It does not work. It's written to not work in a group. Doesn't work. Don't do it. Uh, I thought I had one more, but I guess that's the... so. Um, I have two things. Number one is, I don't know if this book does it, but a lot of the books give alignment examples like Clint Eastwood is this Han Solo is that some people have been mentioning that in chat a little bit. I don't think the riffs book does it, but I think some of the other no, the book doesn't do it. But if I were to say something like Han Solo, right? Han but I mean, Solo, but there's actually written up in some of the other books. It says this two, is, there's two different ones, depending on, depending on, yep. uh, what episode you're in. Yep, if right. you're in episode one, he is. It's got like Charles Bronson and yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. talks about a lot of those old, old, uh, old type people. So he is, where is he? Uh, crap. He's not anarchist. He's either anarchist or he's unprincipled. I thought he was unprincipled, but yeah, I think, I think it's gonna be unprincipled too. Hang on. Lion cheat feels necessary to keep his word, but only if his suits or pleases him. No, he's unprincipled in episode, episode four. He's unprincipled. A new hope episode four. He is unprincipled, but by the time uh, Return of the Jedi comes out, he has actually gone up to scrupulous. He is now a scrupulous character at the end of the original trilogy because of his love for Leia, Luke's examples to him, his friends constantly saving his life and him being appreciative. He grew into a scrupulous alignment when he started as unscrupulous. Oh, so here we go. Um, yeah, Robotech page eight has, I do think that these are updated at some point, 
But it says Clint Eastwood and Charles Bronson are scrupulous. Uh, Principal duh, duh, duh. Ben Dixon is Prince. I don't know who that is. Probably some movie I should know about, but I don't. Han Solo is unprincipled. Yep, unprincipled. We don't have unprincipled here in riffs. Yeah, you do. No, we don't. Unprincipled, selfish. That's the one before Anarchy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, un- unprincipled, selfish. Uh... Yeah, there's those are the two selfish. Alignments. Okay, no, I could. Yeah, I could. Yeah, okay, I see that. Yeah, un- unprincipled, uh, and then he went to scrupulous. Yeah. Then let's see. Did it, but anyway, yeah, they've they've got a list here. I'm not going to read through them all, but uh, I th- again, I think there's updated for played in fantasy again. Doesn't yeah. doesn't matter that much, but it gives examples in case you are like, hmm, wonder what uh, what I can compare this to. Yeah, I get you, but uh, that is it. Well, it's not it. You just don't know it yet. Uh-oh. Share screen, and since we're talking about Palladium books, let's talk about the weekly update. Woohoo! What have we got going on with the update? So some people have asked when I've actually got a few comments on, hey, when are you getting Kevin and Sean back on? I still have not received my Titan Robotics yet, although theoretically that should be in the mail and coming soon. I don't know exactly when they're mailing it out, but they also have Gen Con to plan for, and they're not going to want to come here and take time talking to us when they're planning for Gen Con. So it's probably not going to be for another month or so. Now, this is up to them, of course. Like, if I get my box tomorrow, so to speak, maybe they'll be willing to come next week. I don't know. But right now, I'd plan for August uh, after Gen Con. And Gen Con's always pretty tiring for them as well, so it won't be right away after Gen Con. Um, all right, so we've got the Insloth Jungle, second edition coming soon. So if you're into Palladium Fantasy, check that out. Yensloth Expeditions, which looks to be uh, adventures for the Insloth Jungle, which comes with a whole ton of OCCs and so forth. Of course, we got Titan Robotics, which I am not going to be able to open. Everybody's going to have videos about it opening their dumb books, and I'm not going to have it because I can't open my book until Sean and Kevin are here to join us. So Sean and Kevin, if you're listening, you dare take too much time. <laughs> Because I want to open my box. Heathen Dogs would be like, look what I got. And I'll be like, I can't open it. <laughs> uh, so 18 giant robots, 12 more power armor, et cetera, et cetera. And the Cyberworks collection, I'll be getting that as well. That painting, isn't that from? That's that's an old painting, isn't it? Because I've seen that before somewhere. This cover. Oh, yeah. That's a... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I know that's an old one. Anyway, um... Uh, Cyberworks Collection got uh, Rift Source Book One revised. Source Book Two, the Mechanoids, uh, the Shimmerian Nation. I don't know what that is. What is Shimmerian Nation? Oh, that's uh, the the uh, Shimmerians are the fake race that Archie made. Oh, to okay. Fight the fight the Mechanoids. Okay. Um, coming soon. Like Power Deck, uh, the Insloth Jungles. You can see that there. A lot of stuff coming up here. South Expeditions. You, I, I, if you want to see here, I'll put it on the screen for just a moment. Villains, NPCs, yada, yada, Brave the Madness, the Sheldon's Keep. Yeah. Ten adventures and countless ideas for more. So Gen Con Indy, check Palladium Books out at booth 903. I don't go to Gen Con anymore. Gen Con still owes me money and they basically, we'll give you store credit. I'm like, no, I'm not going to your stupid convention anymore. They won't give me my money. They owe me like 400 bucks. Man, you, get screwed. Uh, you get screwed by organizations all the time. That was for the year that we were supposed to go. Yeah, I got I all had, my money back. Yeah, nope. Well, the, it, Gen- it, t- it took a while for the hotel. They were being bitches about it, but Gen Con just gave me my money back for my badge. Like, Gen go. Con told me no, that I could get store credit for next year. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> so, uh, R- Rift Coalition Manhunters. 
is a blast and on sale. So check that out. You can get that on sale. And we'll scroll through a couple more. And of course, we got uh, the hard covers of the original Plating Fantasy here. I'll put this up here for Violent Solves Everything because, you know, he's a first edition proponent. And there's a pretty cool cover. I do like that cover. Yeah. It's minimalist, but striking. Yeah. So there you go. A whole bunch of stuff. You can get yours now. List of Plating books, RPGs, hardcovers available. I'll scroll slowly so you can maybe read it, pause if you want to. But look at all that stuff that's on sale. All hardcover. Check it out. Lots of things going on over at Palladium Books. And I'll even. Just for you people, just for the people watching live right now. So get the link while it's hot. It is now in chat. There you go. And if you're watching this video later, well, there are probably other newsworthy items for you to <laughs> check out on the Palladium site. This is what's going on this week. So. Right. All right. I think we're done with that segment finally. <laughs> I had to extend it out a little further. So like, subscribe, and share for more Palladium goodness. And leave us a comment. What did you think about Heathen Dog's uh, concepts on alignment and how to handle a mixed group or a group of mixed alignment players? Did he give you good food for thought? Did you think he was over-rationalizing? Did you think he was under-rationalizing? Did you know what? You, you, some alignments don't matter that much, man. Like, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Let us know. Put that in the comment. There now was we'll get... one here. Let me see. Um... Where is it? Where is it? Oh, Solo is aberrant evil. And you know what? I, I saw that. I'm like, no, it can't be. I read it. Besides one one section I have a problem with. Yeah, it fits for, for episode four. It fits. I got to say. Doesn't exactly fit. But it fits enough to have an argument. Yeah, I'd still say he's unprincipled. Uh, v yeah. Vader, Vader is aberrant. Yeah. Uh, um, are there too many Aaron. other ones? Whatever. However, people, I pronounce it aberrant. That's the way I've pronounced it my entire life. I have people correcting me all the time. Then when I started saying aberrant, people said, no, it's aberrant. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to go back this way that's most comfortable. Look, I'm from Minnesota. I don't say bag the way you want me to say bag because it's hard to say. I say bag. Get over it. That's youper. Anyway. I pronounce my own wife's name. Huh? I can't, can't pronounce my wife's name. You can't? No. Why not? It's not Kara. It's not Kara. Oh. It's a mixture of the two because of her regional dialect. I can't say it. Oh. Neither can said, you. I yeah, I always said Kara, so. Yeah, that's wrong. But oh. you know what? She's gotten used to it. Good, because I wouldn't have it. Well, to be fair, my wife's my wife's name's the same thing. People can't pronounce her name even when I try to say it. And of course I can't say it exactly right either because it's, you know, Japanese and it shouldn't be that hard. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So yep. it's that last little half silent letter that that Americans can't say because we don't have half silent letters. They're either silent or you say them. And this one's yeah. like this one's like whisper it. No. OK, let's let's get to segment three so we can call it a day. So I know there are a lot of comments. So if you can get the. Uh... Oh, that's not it. What am I clicking on? I'm clicking on this one up here. There we go. Uh, if you can send out the link for folks. Sure. And I will get the comments up. Oh, hold on. I got to start with this. All right. It's time for YouTube comments, if I can get to them here. And we're going to end call in. So Heathen Dog's putting out the link for you folks. You find wonderful people to call in to us. And in the meantime, in between uh, people who come in to talk to us, we will be talking about the comments that we received over the last uh, week. Week. 
about whatever we were talking about. Heathen Dog bailed on me last week, so he maybe this week I finally get to have comments for things I covered. We'll find out. <laughs> but uh, if you are going to call in, though, to the link that Heathen Dog sent out, uh, check your audio and surroundings. That is something I'm being very pedantic about. Uh, I'm very particular about. If you come in and your audio is crap now, if you're not sure, come in. We'll tell you if it's crap. Uh, but uh, I, we'd rather talk to you than not. But uh, you know, again, it, tone down the screaming, tone yeah, down the barking dogs, crying yeah. babies, nagging wives. It's yeah. not your day. Exactly. Uh, yeah. One question or comment related to segment one or two, we'll respond. We'll follow. Or we'll let you follow up because you know you get a follow up, and then you're done. This isn't a long conversation because we want to get people in here, and I got to cover comments that don't want to come up. <sighs> And, of course, watch the language. If I get me kicked off of YouTube, that's one thing. If you get me kicked off of YouTube, I have nothing to live for anymore. So, uh, you know, take that with what you will. That's (laughs) how that works. I don't know. YouTube's acting slow as heck, man. There we go, finally. And zoom in. All right. So, and let me send the link out to the weirdos that are sitting everywhere else. So, first, I got kicked. That's right. I'm not sending it out to Twitter because I don't have Twitter open and I don't know how that works. So, yeah. So here we go. Share, Percent. share screen, buddy. All right. So uh, that's about Kevin. He says that was wonderful, but that wasn't from last week's. So we're moving on, but I do thank you, Per, who's watching right now. That yeah, was a good. But he was. He's not anymore. No, he's not anymore. He just. He just said. Oh no, he's here. Okay. Okay, we got Nerdy Ogre on, on deck. Okay, go ahead and uh, I'll read this while you bring him in. So, uh, I really enjoy these classic Riffs books, especially Africa. There we go. Wow. Riffs Africa for the win, maybe. Okay, that's unfortunate. Oh. Nerdy Ogre, how you doing? Doing good. How are y'all doing? Whoa, doing, Jesus. Dude, that's loud, brother. Yeah. Sorry. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what you You're got at an eight. We need you at a six. All right. What do you got? Okay, well, you you have uh, um, uh, something wrong, and it's it's Uh-oh. something I see a lot. A coalition soldier cannot be uh, 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 principled. Cannot. Really? Why is that? Well, let's. I mean, if you look at it, uh, a principal will always keep his word. Mm-hmm. Always. Sure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Human DB doesn't matter. Good or bad is going to keep the word. And it never says you must give your word, does it? No. No, You don't have to give your word. You don't don't have have to to promise anything. But if you do, yeah. And you never give it to a DB ever. However, I would like, I'd like, no, I'd like an example of that because because I'm disagreeing with you too right now, Nerdy Ogre. Because I, I, so I want to hear an example of where that's broken. Because I will tell you that intent matters. My intent was to keep your word. I am not going to kill you or raise this village. Unfortunately, two weeks later, I got new orders. But sir, I I, I gave these people my word. Well, too bad. Um, you work for us and your choices, you and your family, either get murdered or you go do this. The intent was to keep his word. Oh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. You actually, here's the you thing. Actually, in, in, actually that, in, in that, that instance, look at it. Always. Yes. Yeah, there is if, the, if, the intent, if the intent is there, no, that I, it doesn't matter. He's yes, right. It, does. it absolutely right. does. Hold on. Your now, word. Now, now, look at the scrupulous. Scrupulous says keep his word to any other good person. To the coalition, DBs aren't people. 
Exactly. Heathen dog points that out regularly. Yeah. yeah. They're not people. So Good. you can say, I promise I won't raise your village or kill anybody in your village. And okay, bring in the nukes, boys. Yeah. You made you know, a mistake so, by giving your word. So, but so yeah. But so as long the as you don't give will your word, keep the, will keep his word. A scrupulous, well, they're not they're not people, so he doesn't have a problem with not keeping that word. Right. I mean, he'll he'll rise in the ranks faster. He could be an officer. <laughs> but uh, you know, the the uh, the the principled good coalition dog boy, which was my example, he just doesn't give his word to DBs or people who are shaky, and that and that's it. You I mean, to be fair, word. most soldiers don't give their word yeah, anyway. Like I, I can't remember any time being in the Air Force that I was yeah. like, I give you my word that this is going to happen or this is not going to happen or whatever. And we you have no control over that. You literally can't give your word because you can't control the actions yeah. of your higher ups, so you don't do it. What's the next one? Okay. Number two, avoid lies. Now, the key word is avoid. You're sure. going to avoid it. So, right. for instance, you go undercover, you're going to have to lie. You're going to, yes. I feel I feel bad about lying, but you know what? It's for the Can't greater good. It. I'm going to it's do it. Job. Now, a scrupulous yep. lie only to people of selfish or evil alignments. See, so, that, that's weird because there's no alignment detector in this game. So, true. how do you know? Because all DBs are evil. No, well, everybody no, 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 who uses no, no, magic no, 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 is selfish. That's, that's your mindset. That, yes, that, there is no good. alignment detector. But yeah, you're, you're programmed as a coalition soldier. You're programmed. DBs yeah. and spellcasters are evil. And every magic user is selfish because they want power for themselves. Right. Then that, that's fair. That is fair. So, so but, um, so a principal would, would try to avoid it. If not, you know, we will try to avoid it. If at all so, possible. I mean, there, there, there is, the wiggle, I will give you, there's wiggle room on that one. Yeah. There's wiggle room on that one. You're not for, going through all 14, are you? Here. We don't have time yeah, for that. You got one more. You got, you give, give me, give okay, me your, give me your banger. I want your bomb. Uh, oh, uh, well, number five, never torture for any reason. Yep. Okay. That's easy. Okay. Don't torture. Yep. Don't torture. Uh, but if you got to get the information. That's not my hey. job. I'm just a soldier. Yeah, you're you're like like I said, the, well, the example soldier, I used the, the example I used was a dog boy grunt. Mm -hmm. Dog boy grunt is gonna be in charge of interrogation. A dog boy grunt isn't gonna be in charge of torture. He's not gonna he's gonna have to be he's not any part of that. Like I said, if you want to go up an officer class, well, even being an officer to a good nation, a good nation requires compromise for the greater good. And you can't be principled there either very well. That, that that's why, that's why second edition ADD paladins were not Kings too much compromise has to happen. So the higher you rank up, the more compromise you have to have. So your morals have to be more flexible, but for that dog boy grunt, it's like torture. I don't know how to do that. And I wouldn't, if I did. Okay. You get in trouble, well, but you'll you, be, you be chewed out. You'll be chewed well, out. How how would you be destroyed? You're it's so even in something like the coalition or well, uh, first the, of all, which, which are based on the Nazis, right? I mean, let's be honest; they're based at least in some yeah. degree on the Nazis. If it wasn't your role, the German efficient efficiency machine would actually say that's not your role. Now they did job. do some things to some like we'll just say non-Germans and to some prisoners where they made them do things they didn't want to do. But, and so maybe dog boy, I don't know the coalition well enough to say yes or no to a dog boy, but the, the coalition is in, 
at least some theory somewhat efficient. They're going to send it to the right person. They have their own psychic core. Yeah, they have their own interrogation squads. They yeah. have they have psy stalkers. They have dog boys. They have uh, they have officers who are who specialize in intelligence gathering. They have people for this. All right, you as a as a frontline fighter, that's not your bag, man. You're not trained in that, and they know it because they trained you in everything you can do. They literally wrote the book on you. They know that you don't have an interrogation skill, so they're not going to ask you to do something something dumb like that. You're not going to be torturing anyone. I, I get I get where you're trying to get to, to go with this nerdy ogre. The thing is, is I think, and and I, I say this about both. I said it on the uh, on the video earlier. Uh, I'm saying it again now. I know what Heathen Dog was trying to do to say what he was saying there, but I do think that sometimes people get way too exacting on the language, which is important. But I I'm a firm believer in intent. If you don't intend to lie to somebody and you have all of a sudden you have two morals that come into or I wouldn't say call, two orders, two orders that come into conflict. Ultimately, which one wins? The more powerful order. That's just the way it is. Was okay, that but, an intentional lie? No. But in this game, it's not it's not the more powerful order wins is the is the uh, is the barometer of your alignment or change of it's which order do you choose to follow? That is your alignment barometer for for Nerdy Ogre's example. You made a mistake as a as a principled character of giving your word when you did not have soul authority. You made that mistake, but you did it. And then a week later, the orders come to bomb that village. You gave your word. The coalition would not touch that village. Now you have an order to bomb it. Mm -hmm. You have to make a choice. If you choose to not participate in that bombing, if you recuse yourself, you are going to go to jail, be shot for treason, whatever, but your alignment will be safe. If you choose to follow the more powerful order and bomb that village, you lied. You gave your word and broke it. You are in danger of an alignment shift. That's your choice. It's what you choose to do is what affects your alignment i'll agree I, I, with the in danger but i i won't agree with an alignment shift not on one instance like i no. I, I will concede that you can start out yeah as principled yeah. if you hey, join you know the what? coalition the army you can start out principled but at a certain point you're either going to have to change your alignment well yeah if you're if you're, if you're giving the orders to massacre a cities you know, ma massacre. Hey, uh, there's some. Uh, I'm giving you the order. There's some wizards out there. They're going hoobity doobities, and uh, we don't like that around here because uh, you know what? Wizards don't keep us safe, and they bring the DBs in. Um, if you're the one saying go wipe them out, all of them, yeah, you're probably not principal. I, I can yeah, get right. with that. Yeah, I can get but, with that but, too. I also, again, intent matters, and and if you truly believe this is the only way that more lives will be say your way of life, which I count is going to be safe. I don't know. I still think that, you know, you're holding true to your values. Plus hang on. Plus it was proven that, uh, in, in so, so many ways in, in Vietnam, they, they did several studies that most people shot above the heads of the enemy because they didn't want to kill. They didn't, they didn't want to know they killed somebody. Most people shot above their heads. You can go in there and it says murder everyone in the town and you shoot only monsters and obvious magic users. Your alignment is safe. Your alignment is perfectly safe because nowhere in your alignment in those 
in those 11 to 15 commandments does it say you can't be next to someone who does this or this or this? I love this for a thought experiment here, but yeah. I really hope that games are not dragged out because oh, of this. Oh, no, no, no. Like like everyone has said, and I agree with, a game master who allows good and evil alignments in the same group is a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right, all right Nerdy Ogre. We got a couple people waiting problem. here, so. All right. But thanks. Right. Thank so you, long. Nerdy Ogre. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple more comments, and we'll bring in Mark Hawkman. Okay. Uh, Ronnie Abadi says, my humble opinion playing... Uh, my humble playing experience. Backup system is the best mod. That is a really good module. Uh, you use your energy points to basically ignore damage. Yeah. Roll for program with full attribute. Restore a broken attribute to its full score. One EP per round. Yep. That is that is a good one. Okay. Then, so, yeah. Give it the thumbs up and the love. Yep. And one more real quickly, and then we'll hit uh, Ravens. Oh, 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 this is going to be bad. This is Ravens. All right. What do you say? <laughs> He's usually busting my balls about something. Say what you will, but Catalyst Game Labs is a great steward of the game and improved the game and its popularity in many ways. Those are that's causation without correlation because uh, improved I don't agree with popularity. Look at World of Warcraft; it was a shit game, but it was popular be- and it was popular because it was a shit game. Um, they especially improved physical attack rules. I don't know what those are. I know that they fucked up. Uh, uh, what do you call it? partial cover rules, which is absolute crap now, and have mechs and partial covering. Yeah, th- no, this is not a fine idea. That's a stupid idea. So uh, you're unfortunately mistaken here, Raven, but you know what? You like cucks, and that's okay. Okay, All right, let's get more Hawkman on here. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. He can take it. Sorry about that, Mar Hawkman. Anyways, so Heathen Dog, this yeah, is a oh, question that's, I mean, I guess Max probably has feelings on this too, but since you're talking about shifting alignments and stuff, what what are your thoughts on uh, systems that use a a number instead of a simple word to describe your alignment on a scale? Oh, oh, the the best example I can think of is uh, Dragonlance. Dragonlance. Yeah. Dragonlance has a, has a, has a scale based on hashes, which are numbers. And you know, each, each alignment has 10, levels inside every time you do something against your alignment you go down one every time you every time you do something for your alignment you go up one up to the maximum of your alignment and that's what causes your alignment to shift max loves it because it's all in the numbers there is no there is no uh, arbitration you went against your alignment yes one hash down you went with your alignment, great. One hash up. Now, now to be fair, the, it does it does use the old D and D style of alignment. So it's basically it's e- well, actually, it's not even that because it's evil and good, not even law and chaos. But it's only a, a one axis, not two axis alignment. So it's not all nine. And yeah, you're neutral in the middle. Then you have a gray area, and then you're evil, either evil or good, depending on what you yeah. do. If you are in the transition area, you yep. are minus abilities, minus levels, whatever, un- until you go to one side or the other. You go back to your original alignment, or you go up or down to the new, the next new alignment. That's how you shift. You could purposefully shift your alignment and know exactly where you are at all times by purposely going for or against your alignment to shift it up or down on the scale, which is really easy. So I I think that is easy just so it, it, because it makes it easier to know where players know where they are. They know where they stand much more than, than the arbitrary one, two, three strikes you're out maybe, or, or if you go hardcore against your alignment, it's automatic shift like I would do, but they know the score. They know where they are, but I, don't like it for the reason that 
it really helps players uh, kind of min-max their yep. game. Like, oh, I can do three evil things. As long as I do one, two good things here, I'll still be okay. That's mm. not that's not the spirit of alignment. Right. The flip and, side is it allows you to have an emotional moment or allows you to act outside your alignment for either accidentally or even intentionally. Again, intent ma- for me, intent matters. If that intent, you know what? That's still a markdown. It doesn't matter what your intent was. That's a markdown. But at least you have some wiggle room in there. Yeah. You're not just all of a sudden, well, you're in new alignment now. But well, when you when you attach numbers to something, any gamer is going to want to min-max that. That is true. Yeah. Well, see, the, the idea that I had in my head that was something... I don't remember if uh, if someone actually wrote this in a TTRPG or, or if it's just something that I thought up a while back. But the GM, when uh, applying your decision to modify your alignment number, would not necessarily move the thing by just one point, <laughs> depending well, yeah. on the scale of your action. Yeah, I mean, the, even in Dragonlance, there are some cases where if you do this, it is a 10 or a 20 shift. It'll say that right off the bat. If it's more than one, it'll say like like using the bloodstone of Fist and Danalus to take over someone's body is an immediate twenty point shift toward evil. Yeah, I don't remember what the numbers are, but it's like yeah, one to five, yeah, one to ten, it's something crazy. like that. Yeah. I mean, you have to be the epitome of good to not just be evil now. Back in those older games, though, alignment mattered more. And this is why these arguments would come up so often, because let's say to use that stone or whatever you're talking about, you already had to be evil to use it. If you were neutral, you'd suffer like 10d6 damage. And if you're good, save versus death or die kind of thing. So it's like having that alignment, (laughs) excuse me, that that alignment mattered. Nowadays, alignment is more just a psychological test. Yeah, it's more flavor. So anyway, we we have somebody waiting. So Mar Hawkman, follow right, up with your with your last thing here, and then we got to step out. Nah, well, uh, the the uh, I think I'm done already. Okay, okay. Your hyperbolic just says you need to take your turns faster. Stop being so damn slow in the game. All right, with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's uh, we'll get the other guy wow. in here and just uh, we'll get uh, Grizzly right, Beardo in here in a moment. One um, more we'll, comment, uh, we got you. So Kevin Sullivan. Says uh, pleasure bunnies are better than companion robots. Ah, I say no. That's you gross. Bestiality, Newfoundland mofo. <laughs> no, no, no. A uh, half woman, half rabbit is a half a uh, break of commandments of several religions, and definitely a break in several several uh, societal laws. A companion robot is a vibrator for men completely legal <laughs> morally clean all right and then uh justin thor if he says max i'll confirm communist sympathizer well that's because i like house liao and that's the sino-soviet yeah. one uh yeah you found me out i'm a commie okay go ahead we'll read this right. one after we got somebody okay, waiting, let's, so. let's get grizzly in here grizzly how you doing good how you guys doing doing Pretty all good, right howard. All right, All right, I got my got... audio figured out this time. So, 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 so you said you you said you disagreed with me, but I, I I don't think this was me that you were pointing that at. I think that was Keith and Dog. Dog. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> this wasn't what I was gonna say, but but you raised a good point. No, if somebody wanted to play like an actual like adhere it to, I believe in karma. Mm-hmm. I totally would let them do that. I'd let them explain to me, okay, I killed that little girl, but now I am going to donate, you know, 
all my gold to this church and that's going to balance out. I would let them do that and still stay within their alignment because that'd be a good story. You know, yeah, would, that, that, would that, that be something like his contriteness? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that is some kind of penance or punishment. Okay. Now I would want it to be more if you were say principled and less, if you were say unscrupulous, but mm-hmm. it should be a, a, a your yeah. alignment amount of penance or contrition to, to keep your alignment and just have it be a strike. Right. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't want it to be something that somebody could part with easily. Like, you know, if you're yeah. Elon Musk and, you know, like, oh, I'll give him a million dollars. No, no, no. It's got to be something, you know, again, a lot of people run games where characters have a lot of money. If it's just something you can throw money at, no, yeah. I'm going to switch it to something. yourself for some reason yeah. and in some significant way. It has to be detrimental, especially if you're a principal. That's me more than money. You would yeah. have to turn yourself in and go to jail. Give up some sort of time. Give up some sort of yes power. Whatever yes. you know, yeah, a- absolutely. But but uh, this is where again, game masters run alignment so differently. And I'm sure we're going to have some of our hate watchers make multiple videos about what we said about alignment. Um, and and Heathnug was specifically expressing alignment for a particular reason. In that's how do you play these characters? And he's like, look, in order to make this work, you're going to have to rationalize at some point. I hate rationalization. I know, but to make it work, the game master did this to you. This is the world you're living in. You're just a squirrel trying to get a nut at this point. All right. So you're going to have to bend because the game master allowed the evil guy or the good guy or the selfish guy in your group. That is not that. So you two are going to have to work together to keep cohesion on track and yet still play the game properly. Yeah. There's going to be some mental gymnastics in there. I'm not saying there's not. Somebody's <laughs> going to hurt feelings. That's how it's going to work. But you're still going to be able to get shit done. On the flip side, I don't like it when Game Ash like, oh, alignment doesn't matter to me. Well, then yeah. play oh, a game well, without alignment. Douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, when I run the game, I dig watching my players tie themselves in knots trying to justify like, okay, why did <laughs> you steal that shit? Well, because we wanted it. Okay, but you're you're supposed to be, you know, chaotic good and lawful good, whatever. Okay, but this is what I really want to ask. So okay. Okay. behind the scenes, I've always used the Palladium alignment system whenever I've run any system. Nice. But then it made me think, like in the chat, I saw other people saying, like, I use it in other games. How would you how would you guys use the Palladium alignment system at, in a system where there's other mechanical alignment mechanics that's redundant you know we yeah, don't there's I mean, are you talking like yeah. in D? yeah like when there are magic items that have alignment mechanics built into them when there are okay spells, that, when that's are... that's easy enough that that that's easy enough to answer i mean in in palladium there is no real uh know your alignment spell but in say D, there is so if you use palladium alignments it would say uh you would have to decide whether it saw good selfish or evil or specific good, selfish, and evil. Like principled and scrupulous, those are both good. Would the right. spell just say good, or would it define how good? I don't know. That's a call the game master is going to have to adjust in his game. Personally, I would try and keep it as vague as possible. I would say good, selfish, or evil, not specific varieties of such. Hmm. Unless, unless... Because Palladium was so, so adamant that diabolical evil is always, always, always uh, identifiable as evil. I would say if you are diabolical evil and you, you cast a spell, no alignment, 
Oh, it comes. Your aura is black as sackcloth. It is okay. just awful. There is no mistake. You are diabolical evil. No mistake. But everything else is shades of black. And what? Uh, and for like a magic item that says, you know, you must be chaotic good. That, that's pretty this. easy because that's what I was thinking about. Oh, he oh, went, oh. Yeah. If it says you must be chaotic good, yeah, I would say then you must be scrupulous good. So you if just it's map it, you must be lawful be good. Line. You must okay. be principled. Yeah, I, I, you, you can map it. I would actually allow unprincipled in there as well. But again, that's going to yeah, be a game master call. Yeah, yeah. And you must be chaotic neutral. Well, you must be anarchist. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then, and then, last one. Sorry, the last one is like you know, Palladium's anti-neutral alignment. How do you <laughs> how do you map those neutral those? The, it's just selfish. It's it's easy for okay. me in my head to drop the three selfish alignments in there as lawful, chaotic, and uh, and neutral, yeah. neutral uh, good or neutral okay. or lawful, true, neutral. and oh, there is no true neutral in my life in my world. So, uh, um, uh, chaotic neutral, lawful neutral, and just neutral. You yeah, could they're... do it, but I wouldn't. Okay, it could just drop in each one. You know, chaotic neutral would be anarchist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, lawful neutral would be there. There really isn't one. That's that's uh, there yeah, are three. That, there are three the alignments yeah, that don't one. actually pour that's over the well. There's no lawful neutral. There's there's yeah. no there's no chaotic evil good either. Is closer to lawful neutral than any selfish alignment. Yeah, yeah. scrupulous doesn't even line up well with chaotic. Good. No. Yeah. No. So so it, well, I mean, I guess you could do unprincipled yeah. is chaotic good, and then scrupulous is neutral that. good. Okay. But yeah, you, you they, have they don't to un- mis- unpack that and and write it down so everyone knows the score on yeah. your table, and uh, and try and reconcile as much as possible and say, hey, I tried to reconcile these rules as much as much as possible for the Palladium alignment system, but in game some unforeseen thing may come up that is not written here, and I'm just going to have to make a judgment call. Don't kick me in the nuts for it. Cool. All right. And, you know, that's it. Cool. Well, thanks for popping in here, uh, Grizzly Beard. I don't think you have before, so uh, thanks for popping in. Hope to see you again. Later. All right. Cut him off. Well, he said thank you. I heard it. (laughs) So, all right. I haven't seen this one in a long time. House Merrick. You and you Merrick people. What is it you like about Civil War? Patriarch Gestalt gave me this one was uh was annoying for me not the five that he gave us five dollars i actually appreciate that he also super chatted us ten dollars today there's a fact on my phone i didn't see it so i was like oh uh he said yo <laughs> i was like okay so i just gave a thumbs up moved on i came home and i was scrolling through something i was like that was actually a super thanks like yep. man the phone did not show the super things i was actually pretty pissed about that because i almost ignored this because there was no reason for me to go back to it so patriotic assault thanks again it's stupid phones so uh legit chance of failures random die uh where are we here god dang it i think we're almost done because i these seem to be the ones that i caught up riffs africa more of that please do a new west review oh <laughs> i said here is oh, the new west review i you said did new west yeah we yeah. did that now the, the thing is spirit west now apparently someone paid for spirit west yep. and i have to do that happy horse shit Yep. All right, fine, whatever. Spirit West, grot. It's coming. Spirit West is coming. All right. We got it. We got a new member over Spirit West. There you go. We got money for Spirit West, so I got to do Spirit West. Fine. All right. Uh, what is all this? Panic. Just oh. to let everyone know, though, the more the more uh, the more members we get, the less your money matters. The less your whoa, whoa. particular hey, money hey. matters. Stop! Stop! Stop no. that! No, I'm not stop stopping. That. You know, if you're one out of five. 
your your percentage is significant. If you're one out of a hundred, you're watered down. Your opinion is not going to matter as much. So what so he's saying have, is he needs more people to vote you're for Spirit have to West. Get friends to also give money in the, in the same in the same way and vein, and then your opinion will matter. Just 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 think of yourself as lobbyists if you want to sleep at night, or if you don't, whatever. These are about to get creepy, but I'm blaming you. Um, a robot runs out of uh, energy points. You could mute the player in online games. Yeah, could. The yeah. player might get angry, but you know. Sure. Uh, I'm a robot salesman in the future. This is the Lolita model. My lowly bots come in a variety of submodels without any forced diversity. Now, to be fair, the actual you know thing for Lolita is a very young looking girl for anime and stuff like that. Now I understand that the book is a very young looking, actually young girl, right? So that's so which one are you doing? If you're doing the book definition okay, of Lolita, I don't want to talk about this anymore and we're moving on. Everybody who wants to actually have the answer to that can watch Fridays some rando RP what is what am I calling my live stream now? Some rando RPG live stream. Because we actually dive into sex robots, not not literally. Don't take that literally. The idea of sex robots. Uh, we don't get into bestiality, thank God. But oh no, we do because we talk about the bear. We talk about animals, man. We Come talk on. about the bear nonsense in Nova Scotian. Uh, some Baldur's Gate. But we actually have a panel that kind of talks about this. We keep it mostly clean. But uh, and we theory craft some of this, and you can check that out. The siren has. Uh, by the way, if you can put the link out there one last time. Okay. So uh, the siren has two basic purposes: you serve as a distraction or call for help. Yeah, but it, it's an entire zone, man. It's an entire zone. That's many blocks of people that hear that. I, I, I just find. Now this is for you, Ethan Dog. If you have something to say about companion robots and the infiltrator, then say it. Companion robots and infiltrator. I don't well, know what, that, I, well, the infiltrator's part was one of the uh, the talents for the companion. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of companion robots in in the in the Mechatron game. I'm not. I I understand they had a purpose when humans were there, and I also understand that no self respect. No, I'm sorry. Let's scratch that. No adult male would leave a companion robot behind if they were evacuating somewhere. They would make room in their luggage for the companion robot. So anyone's left behind were really bad at their job and should have been terminated. So they shouldn't exist. That's what I'm going to say. I think we got through all the comments. Well, I thought there were more. That was it. Last week there were, but man, you had a ton last week. You weren't even here to answer them. I know. I You'll know. have to go back and just check out that and answer any that you feel you need to on your own i'll give a couple seconds here for people i put the link out on you put it out there for twitch and uh whatever the uh, youtube and i put it out there for kick and rumble see if anybody pops in other than that yeah i i think this is a good show i'm a little irked about um how i presented mutant mechatron today mostly because i had two options and neither of them were great options i, I would still be talking about mutant mechatron right now if i did option one and that just wasn't uh robot love. Okay. <laughs> you know what? No, no. I mean, the way the world is going now, I I, I see that as, as as happening. I see it as happening. Somebody please change the golden earring or white lion song from uh, Radar Love to Robot Love. Exactly. There you go. Robot Love. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I was just saying... 
unfortunately some of it is mixed in too much and i just didn't want to do the spoilery stuff and yeah i had one person one person talked to me and said you're kind of breezing through this i thought you were doing you know read throughs and deep dives i'm like well i think we are deep diving might not be exactly read throughs but reading through every single chapter of a game four times because that's basically what it is with just a little nuance difference hey i'm not gonna do that but uh i i hopefully you guys liked it enough i know like violent sells everything said that he was only here for for uh uh the palladium stuff and i get it but i hope you guys liked it uh well enough to oh, so, oh sorry i'm actually reading a couple missed some chat over here uh um i hope you liked it well enough to like make you at least either want to buy the game or know for sure that it isn't the game for you i guess that's the intent of that i like it i i like the system it's rules light enough you know where you don't have to question every little thing but it has enough meat and gravitas to those roles and and talents and skills and programs and whatever <laughs> term we're using who knows what terms we're using next week that uh, makes it meaningful for a long-term campaign. One of the things I've noticed about rules like games is they're not good for long-term campaigns. You get bored of them over time. At least a lot of people. Anywho. Okay, for all of it, grab several games or left uh, several months listening to you guys. Well, I hope those companies are appreciative. I hope they are. I don't, Hey, look. Kevin and Sean, I, I don't know what you guys do, you know, when they're on and go quickly buy their stuff or whatever, but Kevin and Sean have actually sent back thanks to us uh, after being on saying that they've noticed that uh, you know, whether it's because of us or coincidental that uh, sales you know, went up. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate that because, you know, we talk generally speaking, we talk about games we like. The reason he talks about Palladium so dang much is he knows more about it than I do, but we both like it. We really do oh. like Palladium. And even if sean did really irk me in the last email sent to, or a couple emails ago that he sent me uh you know that's just it is what it is sometimes people irk each other you know heathen dog said a game was garbage on live stream so you know he got his revenge How, but he took it out on me uh <laughs> but no the buck it, stops there yeah there, there yeah yeah, there. yeah somehow buck the buck there. stops here <laughs> but uh, but that is what it is that's how adults act adults can have differences heathen dog and i have lots of differences and you guys see that sometimes and not so much other times but uh you know what he comes back every week and i don't kick him off the show why because that would just be weird you know oh. all right so with that i guess uh, i guess we're good all so right. uh, i'm gonna let you have some words of wisdom after i decide uh oh yeah i guess that is where you are thank thank everybody for being here really do appreciate that uh you guys kept chat moving actually uh we bumped up to 30 people watching which for rpg digest that might be low for the friday stream but that's uh that's good for rpg digest so thank yeah. each and every one of you for being here we appreciate it and if you have suggestions like you know spirit west um or better suggestions <laughs> Post them best places on the discord second best places in the comment section of uh, of the youtube videos so or, or rumble videos there fair enough now i like it the my, my segment today was all about alignments and uh playing to get along but still playing the character you made and a, a lot of times that can be ported over in real life for for small group social situations you know you have a work group you don't like everyone there that 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 guy is creepy that guy's a little pervy you don't like him you're in school. You have a study group. He has to be carried all the time. He has to be told things three times. It pisses you off. But 
you can still be you play around your problems, play around their problems and get along to get the job done. You don't have to grow to like them. You don't have to grow to love them. You don't have to grow to understand them. <laughs> You're there for a purpose. Get along to get the purpose done and your life will then continue, hopefully without them. <laughs>